Hey everyone, Ben here with a quick interruption before we get into today's episode to let you know that we have been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. Yippee! That is very, very exciting. We are actually incredibly honoured and excited to have that nominee. And you, the listener, yes, the very person that is listening to this right now can help us win a Sports Podcast Award and get us on the podium for once rather than always being off the podium. To do so, head to sportspodcastawards.com. Dot com, register to vote, click on the Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast category where you can then vote for us to win. Now, you will have to listen to the other nominees as well, but let's be honest, you know you're going to vote for us because you're listening to our show today, which means we know you like us and we'd very much appreciate the vote in advance. Sportspodcastawards.com, that's how you do it, and we thank you in advance. And everybody who votes for us, we promise to thank you in our acceptance speech should we win. Right now, I'm going to shut up, play some music, and then you're going to hear me talk again as we get into today's episode of Off the Podium. Enjoy. They're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Torvald and Christopher Dean. Alex Philadelphia. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes! Sally Stegel, 132.67 has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 up. Yuki! On the ice for the Gimlet. The Gimlet stopping! These gold of games have their crowning moments. It is off the podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you for an episode on the Olympics. That's why we're an Olympics podcast. It's day one of Beijing 2022. The first full day of competition is here. We're excited. We are pumped. And we have a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. There's, there's stuff happening right now when we've pressed record. There's there's stuff happening left, right, and center. We're going to be commentating. We're going to be talking. We're going to be celebrating. We're going to be recapping things from last night, looking ahead tomorrow, and maybe even breathe at some point. I don't even know. Uh, I'll start by introducing one half of this episode that doesn't have COVID-19. It's Jared Lubeck. Jared, uh, welcome back. We are the cool ones, apparently, because we don't have that that trendy disease that's going around the world right now. It's true. I'm uh, feeling a little bit left out. Yeah, it is a bit that way, isn't it? Like now everyone's getting it. It's a cool thing. Um, you know, us, us losers who don't have it. Um, but speaking of people who have it, um, he loves Mogul so much that he has to be here, even though he literally, I shouldn't laugh, um, he has COVID. And I think as I just said to him, the first person I think I've ever talked to who has COVID. So um, Colin Hilding, welcome back. Um, are you dead yet? No, and you know what? I have broken at least one curse of off the podium. Finally, somebody has COVID on this show. Yes. <laughs> this is like a time capsule, I feel, right now. This is going to be something you're going to listen back to. Like, hey, remember COVID when I had it? Well, I've, I've got recorded <laughs> evidence of it. Um, I mean, briefly, give us a summary. Is COVID cool to have or does it suck? Uh, it sucks. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that it's the worst thing in the world unless you have three children uh, who also have it. Um, and not that they care, their symptoms are very mild, but, uh, 
Uh, I would rather just sleep than have to deal with them jumping around all over the place and being stuck in this house for 10 days. The other person you should mention, Jamie, is she, is she okay, Colin? I'm like, you know, just she's got it too, I believe. Oh, she's wonderful. She's loving it. I mean, she does <laughs> think it's the cool thing to have. It's, I mean, in a weird way, it kind of, I feel that like in 10 years time, if we are listening back to this and Jared and I are like, hey, we never got it, I will feel like we did this out. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe we can just kiss by the end of this episode, Colin. We can share fluids somehow. So You know what? I mean, I, I, I sent Jared a nice care package after the Summer Olympics. Uh, I could send you a nice care package of half drank water bottles and some used <laughs> Kleenex. Uh, so maybe in a couple months you can get there. I think I think you did send me a care package. It still hasn't arrived yet, so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for my uh, Gordon Bombay uh, Funko Pop. So uh, I'm sure it that will... was pre-COVID. So you're safe to open that one. Oh, okay, all right, there we go. Uh, but I mean, a big day, uh, big big day of day one of competition. I mean, as we are recording this right now, the men's moguls finals are starting. Where we're watching people mogul, mogul, mogul right down the hill, and we will be. Keeping up an off-the-podium tradition and doing some live commentary, none of this pre-recorded bullshit we did during Tokyo, uh, actual live commentary, and none of this adding sound effects things. I can't be bothered doing that. I'm up later than I usually am uh, for these. So um, we'll be getting to that very, very shortly. But before we, I guess, talk about that and Colin's event and his man, Mikhail, and all that kind of stuff, I guess the one thing we should leave with is uh, one of our countries has a medal today. Of course, it's not Australia. We sadly did not win the skiathlon, uh, which uh, I was very disappointed uh, in in Jess. She should have won it, let's be honest. Um, Colin, you're on the board. Canada bronze in the women's 3,000 metres. Isabel, is it Weidman? Weidman? Weidman. With that one too. Yep, cool. Um, How how are you feeling? You're on the board. Congratulations, Canada. Yeah, you know, I've barely been able to pay attention to what's going on in speed skating because uh, it's been uh, pretty busy, uh, let's say 12, 24 hours uh, with other stuff dominating all our TV coverage. Um, I didn't even realize that this happened until after the, uh, the the last qualification round for moguls was over. And I turned to CBC and they were interviewing Canada's first medalist. Uh, I, I know that I had seen her name thrown around there yesterday is like a potential um I, I i believe that she was uh one of our bigger speed skating stars i haven't followed speed skating that closely but uh it's exciting because we're we're on the board on day one it's a bronze and um i i, I was gonna say we're gonna be on the board again but i i don't know if we're gonna be on the board again you i'm making be on no the predictions board again you i have be no on the board opinions again. <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on this is like when we used to watch the same bolt, like, oh, do you think the same bolt? Yes, yes, he will. Um, like, come on, Colin. I, I know you don't want to say it. <laughs> I know you're being Mr. Like, no, I know this is your event. But I, I think even Jared knows enough about moguls to know that uh, Canada's going to be winning a gold in about an hour or so, right, Jared? Yeah, 100%. This is a lock. This is uh, this is a Felix lock, basically. But, um, yeah, Isabel, uh, we, that, the, the name that Colin said, third, great for her, <laughs> um, behind the legendary Irene Schuten of the Netherlands, of course the Dutch won it, and Francesca Lollabrigia of Italy. Uh, I did actually watch it. you think I would have listened to how the commentators pronounce the names. Um, but one thing I'll say, and I'll say this about all the medal events that we've had so far, everybody loved winning a medal, and I love it. Like, you know, I love it when even when the bronze medalist is celebrating like they won a gold. Like, Isabel was crying. Um, so, yeah, good for her. Absolute uh, great to see that. And 
I guess while we're just on the page of, of Canada in general, um, we can't really talk about the main one, obviously, that we want to talk about in an hour or so. A um, couple other big results. Uh, Colin, what the hell have your female hockey players been doing since the last Olympics? I mean, beat them in a gold medal match. They come out and they spank everyone. 12-1 against Switzerland, 11-1 against Finland. The team that beat them in the World Champs a couple of years ago. And people were predicting could almost pull an upset here. Like, Jesus Christ, Canada, you guys just, you want this gold again. Yeah, you know, um, I definitely wasn't expecting that margin against Finland. Uh, I, I I was watching a bit of the first period and I'm like, oh, you know, it, it looks like we're probably going to win this one. I don't think I need to watch the rest. Um, I don't know whether I would have rather watched the rest of it uh, and seen such a massive blowout or whether it just got boring because like... <laughs> When you have, you know, double digit scoring uh, and you're almost surpassing the other team, you know, uh, by by double digits, um, is there a point to watching? Um, I think this is one of the struggles with uh, with women's hockey is that uh, you don't have as many competitive teams. But I think the thing is, but this is this was one of the competitive teams. So definitely didn't see it coming. I, I'm hopeful that this means we're going to do well uh, for the, the rest of the Olympics. Uh, but you never know. I mean, uh, obviously, there have been upsets even in very recent Olympic history with Canadian hockey. It's it's fascinating. To, to, I, I watched a bit of the game against Switzerland the other day. But, yeah, I, I think I was paying attention to the score enough. And it seemed pretty close for a while. But it must have been in the third period. I think that Canada just really blew it out of the water. So uh, if they all of a sudden come out and beat the U.S. like 10-1, then we might as well just call it off. Uh, it's, just, it's just done. Like, thanks, uh, women's ice hockey, um, you know, gold medal to Canada. Um, wasn't a good day for your curlers, though. Um, uh, they got beaten by the beautiful Swedish pair. I think uh, winning, the, winning the Daily Dale must have helped them out a little bit to spank Canada 6-2. So when we talk about Tali and Dean shortly getting spanked, I, I don't think we can uh, pass judgment when uh, Mr. Morrison and, and crew were uh, getting spanked out there by the beautiful Swedes, Colin. What's going on there? Uh, I mean, what's going on there is, have you looked at that man? I mean, oh John Morrison himself. I can't stop looking at him. He's so hot. Like, like it's impossible for Morris to keep his eye on the lines or, or Rachel. I mean, when, when they've got somebody like that on the ice with them, how are you going to focus on your rocks? How are you going to focus on, on, on your brooms? It's impossible. I'm focusing on Heath rocks. Um, <laughs> seriously. I mean, Jared, like, did you sleep last night? I mean, I, I couldn't just stop thinking about him. He's a good looking man. I mean, he <laughs> sticks in your mind. I think what's funny is today uh, when the Tally, the first Tally and Dean game was on was um, I had that game on at the same time on a different screen. I was paying more attention to the Sweden-Switzerland game because I'm just like, I just can't stop looking at him. Um, I just, I, I really can't. So, um, but I mean, how, like, has there been much commentary around um, Morris and Rachel just in terms of how they're doing now? They've lost two. Um, they've got the easy beats tomorrow in Australia, so uh, they'll do all right there. But, um, I mean, is there a bit of panic settling in here or are they still confident they can pull a medal home? I mean, not panic. Uh, I don't think that we necessarily had as high expectations as we did in Pyeongchang with Morris and uh, Laws. Um, but uh, I, I, I feel like losing our first match has definitely helped people be a little bit realistic about this and say, hey, maybe it's not going to be a clean sweep all the way to the gold. Uh, but uh, Morris himself, I think, is one of the things that's helping us. It's funny because I kind of mentioned to you yesterday that like Morris is taking some heat here, um, particularly because in that first match, uh, 
there are, I guess, a, a couple of points where Rachel was sort of giving him some instructions and he wasn't necessarily following it. And uh, it sort of became this big thing with a lot of people being critical of him of not listening to her. And he kind of even went out publicly and said, yeah, I think we need to communicate better. I think I need to listen better. Uh, I mean, he's been very uh, honest about that and very um, uh, fair since then, but you're still seeing a lot of people criticizing him. I, I'm seeing people accusing him of mansplaining, which yeah. makes no sense at all because essentially she has been making calls and he has been doing the opposite. I'm like, mansplaining is something different, but like, yeah, of course you're going to get a lot of people are being very critical. Uh, but he, he's such a nice guy that it's hard to really hold anything against him. And they definitely have a lot of experience. Uh, I, I'm not crossing my fingers that we're going to take a gold. But uh, I'm hopeful that maybe we could sneak in and possibly get a bronze, maybe even a silver. Um, well, you, I don't think we'll have the result by the time we finish off air, but you've got the US tonight who are one. Well, you, you're tied on wins and losses. You're in fifth at the moment. They're in fourth. So a big game against your traditional rivals. So uh, that will be a turning point. But yeah, you've got us tomorrow. So it's all right. You'll win that one. Um, but actually, it wouldn't be great if that's the one game we win and we knock well, you out of the medals. <laughs> I, I wanted to mention, and Jared has a bit of a preview of this because uh, – the first day I had COVID, I messaged the wrong group chat, my opinion on Ben. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. Did you not say in our preview episode, or it was possibly that fair, but you 100% said it. You said, Dean and Tally, oh, they got USA and China. Yeah, we're definitely winning those two. Yeah, yeah, no, I said that. Yep. Yeah, so this is why we keep our mouths shut and we don't make predictions. Well, this also, they were is on why the show, Colin. They were on off the podium. So, I mean, we kind of didn't exactly know that they weren't <laughs> going to do this. So, um, just just saying. Um, it's but, your fault. We could be seeing them yeah. right now instead of Italy. Yeah, yeah, we, we know. We know. Um, I, I get it. Um, a bit distracted here because Brody Summers has gone seventh. Wow. Okay. He looked better than Cooper's run. I know nothing about moguls clearly, but anyway, um, just whatever. Um, Italy is still undefeated. So, I mean, lock them in for a, a medal round. Italian curlers, who, who knew that? So, uh, anyway, um, also I should add, we've got a few other Canadian results um, that involve some guests that have been on the show. As we speak right now, the, the women's ski jumping is on and I actually – just before we came on air, watch Ali and Abby go in there. So uh, I'll give you an update on where they're standing and if they're going to make it through to the final round as well. I know um, Scott Gow in the biathlon relay, part of the mixed team relay, Canada were 14th in that. So um, not last. There you go. <laughs> Somewhat off the podium, non-curse related there. So uh, go team. Um, did, did, you, did, you, did you care about the biathlon, Colin? Did listening to Scott Gow make you want to pay more attention to the biathlon at all? No, all right, cool. In the oh, last 24 right. hours. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Welcome back. There you go. Sorry, I just oh, okay. want to talk about biathlon. You snob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I, I'm disappointed that I missed it, actually. Uh, I didn't even realize it happened so quickly. There's there's too much to catch up on, and uh, I'm too sick to really notice everything happening. It was it was actually very quick. Like It wasn't long after the cross-country, uh, our first medal that happened, and I, I caught the end of it, and it was a very tight uh, Finnish Norway uh, took the gold in that one. So, uh, I mean, surprise, surprise. Uh, Norway got the biathlon and the cross-country gold today. Uh, so I'll just quickly touch on that because we've had three medals aside at the start of this. So, yeah, uh, in the biathlon it was Norway defeating France and Rock 
Uh, doing very well again in their debut Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics. Good for you, Rock. Um, and in the cross-country, the skiathlon, it was Therese Johag from Norway defeating Natalia Nepareva of Rock and Teresa Staldlaba of Austria. Austria. So uh, good job there for that. And, uh, yes, we'll update you on how Ali and Abby and some of the other Canadian results along the way. Jared, Australia. Um, right now, obviously, we're watching... The moguls. Um, we've got two through here to the finals. A big talking point, I think, though, for us is that our silver medalist from Pyeongchang, uh, Mr. Matty Graham, obviously not making it through, uh, coming in with a broken collarbone. So he did well enough to just even line up on the start there. But um, disappointment for him. And uh, I don't know if you saw the interview with him. Pretty heartbreaking to see him uh, getting interviewed there by Richo. He, he full on broke down at the end there. So uh, he's obviously not too happy with how things went for him today. Yeah, it was a tough one. It just just didn't go right straight from the start. Um, and I think too, like it just seemed like difficult conditions during that second qualifying with the wind picking up and the snow just being everywhere. But um, yeah, it was a really tough interview to watch. And I do hope that like he's able to kind of pick himself back up and and hopefully like the team rallies around him. Uh, it seems like there's a good support group there, but um, yeah, not the result he was looking for, obviously. He does seem a very popular person. Just quickly, Colin, I know you obviously follow the mogul scene pretty closely. Uh, I mean, is is Matt Graham uh, wide, you know, considered high in, amongst, uh, you know, the community since you're embedded in the moguls community? I mean, were you disappointed to see poor old Matt not make it through? He's the reigning silver medalist. Um, it, I, I think the injury is... Um, if anything, it, it makes it more impressive that uh, he was even here. And even watching the two runs that we saw him in, uh, particularly the last one, uh, I mean, he was going so fast and I thought that he was going to wipe out so many times uh, yeah. just because of the wind conditions and the speed he was going. Uh, I actually finished that thinking like, wow, like that's, as, that's almost as good as a medal that you're actually standing still at the end of this. Uh, so I could see his disappointment. We obviously didn't get any interviews with him, but I could see his disappointment even as the scores were revealed, although I think he kind of knew that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, credit to him that he's even able to compete in these Olympics, you know, considering how uh, recently he was cleared to compete again. Yeah, it, it was crazy just to think how quickly he was. So I, I think, you know, uh, I think most of Australia is, is we're happy that he got there in, in the end, you know, and I think kind of once he had that injury, I don't think he really was touted as a medal chance. Um, so I think it was good there. But the, the live update right now is that um, Cooper Woods will go through to the uh, final two. He's currently sitting in second place at the moment and watching the live scoring here. Uh, him, Nikita Andrev, and Akumo Hiroshima of Japan are all set. And we're, we've got the Finn score coming up right now. We don't want him to be above seventh because Brody Summers is in seventh right now. Um, I, I, I hope we're all getting this at the same time or are we going to get it? He's 12th. Cool. All right, suck it, Finland. Nope. Um, <laughs> I think you are definitely a little bit ahead of me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoiler. Uh, Finland are in 12th. Um, oh, Mikhail Kingsby's dead. He's just broken oh. his neck. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is why I didn't want to say anything. Uh, he he's done there but um another big one jared and australia's perspective of course we'll talk about the curling because uh you know we, we want to talk about it but um tess cody uh genuine medal chance has uh gone through to the slope style finals she qualified in eighth uh what, what did you think of uh tess she's uh she's a little bit of a character a little tess she's an interesting one every time her interview comes on which is like every i don't know five minutes that it's replayed 
Um, it always makes me laugh. I did love the whole, like, she mentioned being a park rat and then they had to define that. But then she said she's not, she's not a grommy, but then there was no definition for that. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Um, but I was like, okay, she's, she's, so it's good to be a park rat, not good to be a grommy. Um, I thought the run itself was okay. Uh, obviously a lot more to do in, um, in the final moving forward. It was really difficult actually to sit through and watch because she was just hovering in, in like the second half of that with so many people still to come. And then we just got lucky that not many people towards the end were throwing down a great score. So I'm um, glad she's through and hope she can pull off some, uh, some bigger tricks uh, in the final. Well, the other big one, I should mention from Canada's perspective, uh, Laurie Bluin is through. Uh, she qualified just one spot ahead of Tess, uh, two-time defending champion, as we've heard plenty of times today, the GOAT of slope style. And this is snowboard, I should say, not free ski. Uh, Jamie Anderson, she is through. But let's just let's point out a little fact here that we talked about in our preview episode about the potential of New Zealand getting their very first ever Olympic gold medal in the Winter Olympics. Zoe sadowski Sinot qualified in first, pretty uh, significantly as well, five points clear of uh, Kokomo, <laughs> Bruce McAvaney's favourite athlete, uh, Marese <laughs> from Japan. Um just want to point a little fact out that tomorrow is actually New Zealand's National Day of Waitangi Day. So if there's going to be a day for New Zealand to win their very first ever Winter Olympic gold medal, it's tomorrow. So not that I want to cheer on a New Zealander to win a gold medal at the Winter Olympics, but part of me kind of does. Um, Jared, are we, are we allowed to say that for once and be like, come on, Zoe, get the gold for New Zealand on Waitangi Day and get Tess, get the silver? See, I would say yes, but it's the it's the spelling of Zoe that holds me back. I just True. I just can't rally behind it. Every Zoe, see it, it, Zoe, it just it irks me. <laughs> Zoe, <laughs> Oi, Aussie, 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 Zoe, Zoe. Well, she was born in Australia, of course. Remember, so um, you know, she's ours basically. But uh, Colin, do you give a shit about a New Zealander winning a gold medal? I think I asked you this in the preview episode, but I'm as last year we get more on the topic. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. I'm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm even more excited after watching it last night. Um, I have to say that even uh, after the first run or um, the the commentators here, uh, Craig McMorris, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Mark McMorris. He's uh, one of our big snowboarders. Yeah, his brother is uh, one of the commentators here, former snowboarder, too. I mean, he was actually shocked that uh, Jamie had beaten her even after the first run. Uh, so, I mean, Canada is 100% behind Zoe right now. Zoe. Uh, and, and now that you told me this New Zealand National Day or whatever tomorrow, I mean, I'm, I'm really pulling for them. I will be crushed for Nick if she doesn't win. I, I was talking to a bit uh, to Nick during the week, and he said actually it's getting a bit of coverage there. And uh, I, I think I called him probably when he went to bed because uh, I messaged him saying like, oh, like New Zealand pulling for her tomorrow on my tangy day. Uh, but, um, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't quite messaged me back yet. So Nick's got to sleep, right? Kiwi's got to sleep. So, uh, we'll, we'll no doubt I'll let you know what, uh, he eventually will say with that. Uh, is this, is this Mr. Kingsbury on our screen? No, it's not. He's Japanese. Not even close, Ben. Um, <laughs> I'm not even paying attention enough to the mogul. I see some red on his uniform and I'm like, is that Mikhail Kingsbury? It's like representing Japan. I'm like, oh, yep. No, not close. Uh, so, does yeah, okay, I'll shut up. I probably just offended Colin. Um, curling, uh, again, it's all that's on everybody's lips here in Australia, but probably not for very much longer because we've only got one more day to go for Australia, sadly. I, uh, yes, Colin, yes, hello. 
I, I really want to ask you this before I forget. Go for um, it. Cause you guys mentioned yesterday about how everybody's going crazy for curling there. Uh, like, is this, is this like something where just there's a lot of attention on the sport and people are loving the sport or is everybody just like so excited that you have curlers that it's, it's like the Jamaican bobsled team. You're like, Hey, Hey, we're just into this one way or the other. It's, it's, it's everything that you just said. We've literally had news articles that have said this is Australia's Jamaican bobsled team. Cause I mean, the, the big thing that they keep talking about here is the fact that we have, we are the only country uh, in the field that doesn't have a dedicated curling rink. So they've obviously based themselves in Canada for a lot of the time to train. And we've got like 200 curlers in the entire country and, and all the kind of stuff you usually get with this. So there's that. I think the fact that, and I think Jared was talking about this yesterday, that this is obviously on before anything else starts. And this is really the only thing we're watching. Um, but everyone is hooked to it. Like I was saying in the episode yesterday about like at work, like literally we're all just glued and we've become armchair experts now going, this is what they should do. This is how they should do this. This is all that sort of stuff. And everybody is just absolutely hooked to it. So there's a lot of talk around, again, getting a dedicated curling rink here now that the the success this is going to bring to the sport in Australia. Um, And even though they're getting, well, today they got spanked, um, but you know, they've been pretty close in pretty much every other game except against the Czechs. So it's it's done a lot. It has really done a lot and exposed the sport so much in this country. So um, it, it is it is actually crazy to just see the attention that curling is getting here, Colin. And it's we so we've obviously got um, two of our commentators doing it, one of them being Dean's dad. And Andy Ma, who does the other commentary, obviously has, has done a lot of research to commentate on it. But when you actually, uh, sometimes they will broadcast it with the OBS, the, the Olympic Broadcasting Service commentary. And I, it's done by a Canadian, clearly. Um, and it's just, it's so interesting to kind of hear them talk about um, them sort of from an outsider's perspective as well. So I don't know if they've made any sort of headway in the news over there, Colin, about us, you know, making the debut. And do we get a bit of the cool running story from given that it's such a huge sport for you guys over there? No, I, really, there's been no coverage, which I'm surprised about, especially since there is the Canadian connection with them. Mm. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm anticipating that uh, when Sunday comes around, I believe it's Sunday uh, that we play each other, right? Yep, yep. Last day of yeah. the uh, round robin. Well, the second last day, I should say. Yeah, no, tomorrow's our last day, Australia. <laughs> We've got two more games to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, when you actually get on to the, the Canadian coverage, that uh, there'll be some mentions of it because it, it is a bigger story that I think, especially since we're hearing about Nigeria and Jamaica right now in Canada, like it's kind of shocking that we're not because Australia does get a lot of mentions in all other sports. It's just, it seems like this is the one that, uh, that hasn't gotten any coverage yet, or maybe they're just waiting for Sunday. They're just holding off all their coverage until then. Of course, tomorrow, um, yeah, we play the reigning gold medalist and the reigning silver medalist in, in you guys and then Switzerland. But Switzerland actually haven't really been doing too well. So, um, yeah, but today, sadly for Australia, yeah, Norway, 10-4, uh, got spanked in that one. No, they gave up in the end. <laughs> like they literally were like, nah, we're good. <laughs> they left. And then uh, Italy, the one that I kept saying, I clearly have a good track record of predicting curling because I was saying to everyone today, you watch, we'll beat Italy, we'll be the first beat Italy. We got done 7-3. So um, go, go us uh, against the Italian rugby player. Uh, and uh, it's, just, it's just sport in itself, commentating on the appearances of all the uh, all the different curlers. So, Jared, what was your, did you watch both of these ones today? And, uh, I mean, it wasn't just me. You said last night too that today's the day. And sadly, Australia, no, not the day. Yeah, and um, it hurts to be honest. Now I'm just, I'm just like, come on, just like one win. Surely, I feel like if you're well, 
if you're Switzerland or Canada and it gets to the point where you can't qualify anyway, surely you're just throwing the Aussies a bone at this point. <laughs> just give them a win. Um, yeah, the, the, the Norway game was just terrible. And then the Italian game, it made me laugh because it was like the final end and there was like, I don't know, three stones left or whatever. But we took our shot and obviously couldn't get enough points. And then they just finished it. I was like, there was two throws left. You could have just, <laughs> just finished the match, you know. <laughs> But um, yeah, I just oh, they're so they're always so close, and it just they they're in it, and then just they just have a really bad end, uh, and then and then they're back out of it. So um, I'm hopeful that they can just pull something off tomorrow. It, it I just yeah, I'm with like one because like you're gonna look back in the history books in 10, 20 years time and see if they they went you know zero and nine. Um, you're just gonna straight away like well that sucked. But like again what four of these you know we could have easily won. Um, and it's just it's yeah it's always gonna sort of be reflected on that way uh sadly yeah two more tomorrow switzerland and then of course canada in our last game but i'm just saying it now if canada's already qualified then like john as our coach former coach i don't know if he's still technically our coach but let's just just like colin can you just let him win can you just like guys like i've coached you or maybe maybe we should be blaming him maybe like well john you're a shit coach like I mean, he doesn't listen. That's his problem. Uh, yeah. He mansplains too much. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually really pulling for you guys, too, though, because uh, I, it, it's not even just, uh, you know, because there's a Canadian connection or whatever. But, I mean, we've heard several other people on the show. Devin Haru, who is Canada's curling expert, when you in, uh, had the interview with him, I mean, he was really talking them up and not just you know, to suck up or whatever. He was like, oh, yeah, like you guys have a real shot at a medal. So I, I think it is kind of surprising. But, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. You guys have talked so much, uh, maybe more so in the Summer Olympics, about those expectations on uh, Australian TV that, uh, oh, you know, we, we came in, you know, 28th in the world and we somehow didn't win a medal. This is disappointing. <laughs> uh, but uh, considering this was a real medal hopeful, I mean, our, our are your, your your commentators on Channel 7, Jared, I'll let you answer this question. Are they being kind? Are they being considerate? Or is there a lot of judgment? No, I feel like there's no judgment at all. This is kind of almost the best lead up, I think, in a, a pair of athletes have ever got for an Olympics. Because the story is just, they're there. It's this fairy tale thing. Um, yeah, I don't think any real pressure has been put on the fact that, that they were, I suppose, in, in with a chance of potentially grabbing a medal out of it. Um, so if anything, even like they haven't been, I feel like they haven't been interviewed a lot. They haven't like their, uh, their matches are always shown, but they're not getting these interviews of either of them replayed over and over, like some of the other athletes. So, um, uh, no excuses, um, from, from build up for them. Well, one thing that, um, I, I don't know if you were watching the day, the first game, that uh, I, just a subtle little brag here for myself is that I did manage to get Joanna Griggs to plug the uh, Glenorchy Ice Rink in Hobart uh, being for sale. Uh, so I, did you did you catch that, Jared? Were you watching at that point? I did. I did. I loved the plug. Yep. No that that was that was me. I I I, I told her that and she used that information. So uh, you're welcome, Glenorchy Ice Rink. You got you got a free plug on national uh, television. But uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of the um the how that will go moving forward in terms of uh uptake of curling in Australia and obviously we hope to see Dean and Tali come back uh for Milan and we'll get Dean and Tali on the show no doubt hopefully at some point in the in the future I'm sure they're going to be in demand for a little bit now that uh everybody is uh, aware of it we we set the bar high it's all good we're trendsetters here and off the podium you're welcome um so yeah we interesting to see that now just before I get to a couple of the results. 
just uh, some breaking news in the moguls. Uh, just as we got, we're literally about to go to the goat, uh, Mister Kingsbury's. My my one of my favourites, uh, Walter Wahlberg, Wally Wahlberg, just uh, got through. But uh, good news for Australia: both Brody Summers and Cooper Woods will be in the final two. But uh, sh- shall we just, uh, Colin? I don't know how are you are. You are you seeing your man at the top of the hill right now, or are we ahead of you? I'm. You're a little bit ahead of me. I'm seeing Wal- Wal- Walter Wahlberg right now making a heart with his hands. Okay. Do, do you want us to shut up here and not tell you what's going to happen here? So, oh my God, he's dead. <laughs> he's cut. Oh, his head fell off. Um, we, he started on our screen. Here, I see so. him at the top of the hill right now. Okay. All right. Um, Jared, how are you feeling? We got to work out what what our difference is here for when we do the commentary. <laughs> oh, we yeah, have I many feel like differences. My delay is, is closer to Collins. He hasn't oh really? Started yet? He's up maybe because I'm maybe because oh. I'm next door to the studio. Maybe I'll get preferences here as a Channel Seven employee. All you guys of a got that exclusive access. There you go. You, you can I just say this? Like maybe it's a Canadian style, but he he reminds me a bit of Dale. Does Mikhail like he's just kind of got a cool, calm demeanor about him that when he crosses the line, a bit of a fist pump. Like there's no emotion there. There's just the coolness of it. Is this a Canadian mogul way, Colin? Um, I think it's just the Kingsbury way. I, I mean, you know, maybe we could say the, the Kingsbury slash Dale way. Uh, it, it's interesting because I actually read a, um, uh, an article that uh, we just mentioned, Devin Haru wrote, uh, on Kingsbury and, you know, he's always so controlled and takes things so seriously. And there's just, there's, there's little things that incredible run. I just saw him finish here, but, uh, yeah. There's things he does, like he says, he never listens to music. He was asked, you know, okay, what do you listen to when you're going to the course? He goes, I listen to my skis on the snow. I don't want to hear anything else. Like when he's driving, it doesn't matter what he's doing. Every minute of every day, he's relating it to skiing. When he's driving, he's basically tapping his hands as if he's going out. And he times throughout the day, this is this mogul, this one, this one, this is the jump, and you know, 25 seconds and I'm done. Mogul, mogul, mogul. Yeah, he literally yeah. does that. Like he lives and breathes this 24 seven. Um, so I, I don't even know of any other Canadians that are as intense as he is. I, I really look forward to Jared uh, pinpointing his favorite mogul tonight. Jared, I hope you, I hope you're onto that, but he's, I mean, he's, what is he through? He just qualified him first. So, I mean, come on. Uh, so uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll do the, the super final. So, so far, so good. Uh, two Aussies through, one Canadian, uh, so we'll get to that. Um, just on a couple of other quick Aussie results, one that I actually really, really want to point out because um, I, I joke about Jess in the in the skiathlon, but in all seriousness, uh, great result from Jess Yeaton in the skiathlon. She got 31st in that one, which is it's a record for Australia in that event. Our previous best was 39th, so uh, a great result there, narrowly missing out on the top 30. Uh, so fantastic to see uh, Jess get there. The best Canadian, I will say, in that event was Sandrine Brown. She finished in 20th place there. And then we also had Catherine Stewart-Jones in 23rd for Canada. And Daria Beatty uh, was in 28th. Well, she Beatty Yeaton. Uh, let's just say that. So, um, And I, I implore, obviously, we had great chat with Casey on before the show, uh, before the, the Olympics, sorry, but uh, follow the cross-country ski team on social media. They are fucking hilarious. They are doing a great job at promoting themselves. And they have uh, the third largest team of any Aussie team only behind freestyle skiing and snowboarding. So uh, they're, they're doing well out there to promote themselves. Jared, did you actually watch any of it? Because I'm glad that Seven showed a little bit of it uh, before they cut away to the news and then they showed the end of it. Because cross-country and biathlon are like these sports that I feel never get much airtime unless it's just a late night, hey, this is who won a medal. But they are weirdly entertaining uh, cross-country and biathlon. 
Yeah, it was great. I I loved the um the the skiathlon. I think um it would have been nice. I had like I was eating dinner. The TV was on mute. It would be nice to have some commentary. I was like didn't see kind of the switch over between the two styles. Um, but it's just they're just it's such an impressive event, and the athletes are so impressive. And the Norwegian woman who won it, she's just miles ahead of everybody else. It was just great. And I felt like Jess did such a great job. I felt slightly sorry for her because her goal, she said, coming in was top thirty to finish thirty first. Um, but I mean, what one spot off your goal is, is is a pretty good effort, and the fact that it's the best result by an Australian is um is something to be proud of. Yeah, no, completely, completely agree with that um just quickly other results uh for australia in the luge off the podiums alex falazzo 19th after the first round so good for him to be there in the top 20 he'd be uh, pretty pretty chuffed with that he's got another run to come this evening canada's reed watts in 14th there colin you you pumped for the luge or are you waiting for the doubles luge colin like we all are i mean the doubles luge the the missionary position luge i mean they're they're all going to be exciting <laughs> Uh, did, did the luge athletes get, does, does Reed get talked up much at all? Or is he just kind of one of those random ones we talked about the other day? who's like athlete number 172 on team Canada. Yeah, I, I would say it's more like athlete number 172. Um, and, and it's, it's funny because we have so many athletes, as I mentioned in the preview episode that have sponsorship deals with Oreos and Cheetos and all that. Um, you know, I, I, I would love to know what it takes to actually get attention in this country. Maybe it is because it's the winter Olympics and there's just so many athletes. Uh, but, um, uh, I mean, let, let's pick, let's pick something for him to sponsor right now. Uh, who should be Lemon. a sponsor? <laughs> Lululemon. <laughs> God damn. I'm like, this, I'm sorry. Those uniforms just like fucking hell. They're boring. Uh, like it's really bad. And you know, it's, oh. fu- it's funny because I, I wondered what the opinions were because, um, I saw a lot of athletes posting it. And of course you get like generic people replying saying, Oh, they're so beautiful. Then I saw an article online last night that said something along along the lines of uh, everybody's hating on the Canada's Lululemon wardrobes, but let's be honest. Some of it's kind of cute. Oh, it's just, it's just boring. Like, and this is the thing, like I get it. Lululemon. I wouldn't say that it's, I think it's anything but boring. The problem is, is it's way too much. I just, I just, some of the ones you see, it's like, for a designer brand that, like, I don't know, there's just something about it that just lacks, like, at least with Ralph Lauren with the US, like, it looks stylish. It looks kind of like something you would wear and, like, where's that? Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me and Lululemon. I just, I've never gotten the appeal of Lululemon and why it's so fucking expensive because to me it doesn't <laughs> look anything special. Like, Ralph Lauren, bit basic, but it looks special. The Australian Open, Jared, I don't know if you saw the stuff at the, the store at the Australian Open, like, it was fucking expensive. I'm not paying $80 for a T-shirt. I wanted to because it looked nice. Whereas like in Lululemon, I've never gone into a Lululemon store and gone, I will pay $420 for a sock. Like it just, it, it doesn't appeal <laughs> to me. Why is it so expensive, Colin? What is it with Canadians and design of activewear? It's bullshit. I, I don't know. Like I, I think I told you I walked into the, the store and I think the cheapest thing I saw was $48 for mitts or something like that, or it Each. might have been $78 for yeah, exactly per mitt. Um like there, there's really nothing that you can buy. I mean, even with, with the bay for the summer Olympics, like there was some expensive stuff, but I mean you could you could get t-shirts for under fifty dollars. Um I, I'm I'm going to hold out hope that maybe there's some you know last two days of the Olympics bargain sale, uh, 80% off, 90% off. I mean, even at 90% off, I'm probably paying 
triple digits for our t-shirt. Um, yeah, exactly. But but it, it's also there's nothing that really has caught my eye, and I'm like, oh, I really want to own that. Whereas the Summer Olympic stuff for um, uh, for Tokyo, I mean, yeah. I bought three of the t-shirts that they had, and I still wanted more. Uh, I think we've officially lost our Lululemon sponsorship here on Off the Podium, by the way. But seriously, guys, like fucking just like Jared, have you, I, I feel I've asked you this question before, but like, have you been, like, are you a Lululemon man? Am I, am I offending you here with our, our Lululemon bag out session? I'm not. I agree with like, with both of the comments. It's this weird combination of the outfits themselves are really like minimalist in terms of, of, of styling and stuff, but then the combination of everything is just like, it's, is way too much. It was like the opening ceremony. We talked about like that random scarf thing that just looks so like bulky and uncomfortable. Uh, so it's just all these like layers on top of each other, but then the actual items themselves aren't anything special. It's just like plain, like red, like that's it. Yep. Yep. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, the, the second final for the mobiles is uh, about to start. So we might get a bit distracted going on there. Um, just with some of the other results, I wanted to quickly touch on some of our off the podium guests, uh, particularly in the, uh, ski jumping, uh, watching a little bit about this before, uh, the female ski jumping. I, I would just mention quickly on the men's ski jumping. We had, uh, qualifying rounds in the normal hill, and good news for Casey Larson. He was 41st and he has qualified through to the next round. So uh, there's one off the podium guest through. So uh, ticket off the list. Congratulations there, uh, Casey, with that one. Uh, and when it comes to the women's one, uh, I saw both Ali and Abby go through. And I know you're a bit of an Ali fan, Colin. We might uh, mention that. Um, but sadly for Ali, she's been disqualified. Uh, I don't know why. I saw hers Aww. and her, her jump looked better than Abby's. Yet at the end of the day, somehow she's been disqualified. So sadly, she is eliminated. But uh, Was there Abby, too much in the crotch? Was that the problem? Maybe she just got too, you know, she was listening to too many off the podium episodes and <laughs> she just got, she got tired. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, the good news for Abby is she's through. Uh, she was in 26, so she's in the top 30. So she will go through to the next round, which is all happening tonight. So, um, yeah, I feel bad for Ali. I, I, again, I watched her jump and I don't know why she was disqualified because she she literally she went further than Abby. So she would have been a lot higher than 26. So and I know it's more about the technical side of things, not just the distance. But, uh, Jared, I mean, again, you and I got hooked on the ski jumping, I remember, Pyeongchang. Did you, did you catch any of it or, or not, not yet? I haven't caught any of it yet. It's on my list, though. Yes. And again, Colin, are they getting any publicity at the moment in Canada? Have you heard much about the our, our ski jumping girls? No, I mean, they, they quickly cut to it when, you know, uh, coming back from commercial break. And here's what's going on right now. But uh, there's really been no attention on ski jumping at all. Um, I, I just want to say both um, both of the athletes you mentioned, Casey Larson and Ali Latid. I mean, those are those are probably my two favorite interviews that you've done over the last couple of months. Like they're they're both fantastic. Uh, but Ali, I mean, if if you lose in this event, I mean, you're a Maple Leafs fan, you're a James Bond fan, you're I believe a Star Wars fan, right? Um, yes. She mentioned Alexander Bilodeau is the greatest Olympian of all time, or something uh, along those lines. I mean, you're officially my hero, so um, come back on the show anytime. Colin, you're married and she has a boyfriend. Calm down. Um, you're not me. Hey, you know uh, what? I've got a five-year-old son that in 13 years, uh, if she's into younger men, he's available. <laughs> she's into younger men. Like, 
hi, would you like to date my son who's like 16 years your junior who's only a toddler at the moment? Um, so, uh, sure, just I'll just put him on lay-by, basically. Um, so, uh, she does actually listen to the show, by the way, Colin. So, I hope, like, Ali, like, uh, please message Colin. Colin Hilding is his name. Um, so, yes. <laughs> oh, Colin's getting excited. Yes. Message me. Message me, please. <laughs> um, and I did mark down uh, potentially Charles Hamlin for uh, competing today, but uh, no, he's not competing in the 1000, Colin. Is that not one of his events that he likes to do? Do you know Do you know much about that? Or Yeah, I don't even know what events he's in. Um, but uh, yeah, 1000 is one of his distances. Uh, well, I know not, uh, one of our other ones. It. <laughs> well, oh, he's not. That is no, today. he's not. It's today. They're, oh. they're on as we speak, and he's not in them. So, yeah. Well, pff, the curse strikes again. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 all our fault because you know it carried the flag. Maybe he just uh, <laughs> you know was tired last night, and decided to pull out. But uh, no, he's not. But uh, we do have uh, technically a Canadian, uh, Brendan Corey from Australia, who I'm seeing he has gone through. Uh, so, uh, just as we speak, literally the scores have come up at the time that's come up on my screen. He's gone through in second place in heat eight. So, uh, there you go that on the 20th anniversary of Bradbury. Um, I, I don't know how we would know that. Um, but <laughs> I was watching CBC. They were reminding us a lot. Um, so, <laughs> um, wouldn't watch any other channel. So yes, uh, we'll keep an eye on that, but we're, we're, we watching this. Uh, are we, are we distracted by this moguls now? Brody's gone down. What, what did you think of Brody's run? Colin, did you, did you pay attention to it? Uh, I, I, I was obviously distracted at that point. I didn't realize he'd gone yet. I'm seeing Nick Page get ready to go. Uh, well, I'm seeing Nick Page finish. Uh, so um, this is this is gonna be great. Um, I'm gonna say good good job, Nick Page, for making the the top twelve. I think this is one of his best results. Would you agree with that, Jared? Like you absolutely, you're on board oh, with Colin's assessment yeah. of Nick Page. Hundred percent. He he was great in face off. Um, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, I'm so glad that he found a different career. Like I mean, his movie career was. I'm struggling. Nick Page. I'm Nick Page. <laughs> face. Oh, <laughs> ski! Woo! Oh, the bees! The bees! The knees! The knees! <laughs> That's what he. Yeah, not anyway. the skis! Not the skis! <laughs> not the skis! Not the skis! A B. We really doing this again, Colin? Um, <laughs> listen, what's your what's your favorite um, Nicholas Cage? Uh, sorry, Nick Page movie. Jared, are, are you a, are you a Con Air man? A, a, a Fear in Lo- Las Vegas man, or whatever it is. No, you know what? National Treasure, 100%. National Treasure. I've got the wrong movie, of course, for that one, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, Yeah, National Treasure. I I picked you to be a National Treasure man. Um, I heard they're making a National Treasure TV series without Nick Page, which Mm. is really disappointing. Well, that's bullshit. What's the point of that? Too busy at aerials, you know. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) And and that other one that's coming out with um, Pedro Pascal. So, uh, anyway, what is with the Kazakhstan's outfit here? They're a banana, basically. Um, It's very distracting. Yeah, they have the distinctive yellow color. Like, why? Um, Is it to to stand out or, you know, just... Uh, It's allowed, right? Well, I guess. Why not light blue? Um, you know, hey, kind of you know it's funny. I'm switching things up. <laughs> I, I've never been that distracted by the Kazakhstan yellow, but now looking at Dimitri, all I can think about is the man in the yellow hat from Curious George. I just appreciate that you're on first name basis with all these moguls. Well, Dimitri, I was having a chat with him before, um, and he said that uh, absolutely, I'm from Curious George. So you know, it's um, funny. I uh, one time I watched Moguls with Jamie. 
And of course she's going to rank all the men. And despite the fact that Dimitri Reichardt is like the oldest skier here, she's like, oh, he's the handsomest one. Who is the handsomest one? Would you, if you had to say, is it is it Dimitri or is is there like a Swedish curler equivalent in the in the moguls? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I mean, as far as Jamie's concerned, you know, she's she's all she thinks Mikhail Kingsbury is all right. Uh, He's Dimitri a good guy. You know what, Brad? You probably saw him already. Bradley Wilson, uh, the American skier. Uh, he's all he's out already, but uh, yeah, there there's a handsome dude. Personally, if you were to ask me who the most attractive mogul skiers are, I would have said the Deferla Point sisters, but hey, you went in the men. So, um, so. <laughs> I thought we were only talking about we're watching the men's right now. I'm well. actually going to say this though, like <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll see her tomorrow, but uh, Perrin Lafont, the, the French skier, yeah, when you see pictures of her, like she's very attractive. When you see her on TV, very attractive. I've met her twice in person, and each time I, I like walk away, I'm like, that's like the single most attractive woman I've ever seen. And then I look at the picture that I take with her, I'm like, Pictures don't do her justice. Like there's something about seeing her in person where it's like, oh my goodness, so much better than on TV. And just a special shout out to uh, Colin's wife, Jamie, uh, not the most attractive woman he has ever seen. So um, <laughs> shit just got awkward. I hope she uh, I hope she listens to this uh, episode. Can I just say, speaking of uh, just attractiveness, I feel like, look, I have to apologize. We're being very discriminatory on this podcast. We were degrading men yesterday by talking about their looks and how attractive they are. We're doing it right now. Uh, so look, in all fairness, can I just say I'm a big fan of Russian ice dancers uh, after today. Um, just uh, could not remember a name for the life of me, but I will be watching ice dancing for the rest of these Olympics. So, um, and he was pretty attractive too. So, um, bal- balancing it out there. Um, I oh. should mention. Oh, oh, Colin, are you well, okay? I think I think we just had our first partial wipeout. Oh, okay. No, I'm seeing it now. Oh, yep. There you go. Nearly oh, now you're it. behind me. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm seeing the slow-mo on my version. Um, oh, but, okay. Uh, I'm actually trying to get the live scores up on the website, but it's not loading. So why has this guy got tape on his face? Like, what? what, I what don't, like, is, is that rock tape on his cheeks? I, 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 it was the same in the uh, skiathlon. Yeah, and I yeah. I thought the Norwegian, the Norwegian woman had, like, pink, pink zinc on. And I was like, no, it's tape. <laughs> All right, we should mention that Cooper Woods, and I, why do we call Cooper Woods when his name is Cooper Woods Topolovich? Like, uh, why do we avoid the Topolovich part of his name? Um, he is coming down the hill now, so I don't. For you, anyway. For me. <laughs> sorry, privileges working for Channel 7. Um, I don't think Brody did too well, did he? So, um, last chance here for Australia. Um, I like the Again, green. I'm, I'm actually really surprised that, that both Brody and Cooper have made it this far. I, d- I don't think anybody even knew who Cooper was going into this, although I think we've enjoyed his reactions. <laughs> He's pumped. I honestly, well, well, we were talking about, I, th- I think before we did the Brit Cox interview uh, and we were talking about Australia's metal hopes, uh, I, I, I believe I referred to Cooper as your other guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, the Michelle Yeoh of uh, Moguls. Can I just quickly ask, just uh, get your opinions on the, the women's moguls ahead of tomorrow night. Colin, I mean, obviously, Australia, Jakara, very happy. You're happy that uh, you got one half of the deferral point. I mean, you're going to have them both in there, obviously. Um, but um, we're, we're happy for Brit. Like, as much as we want Jakara to win, of course we do. I think deep down we want, I'd rather Brit win. Don't don't tell Jakara I said that. Probably going to get yeah. on the show after the Olympics. But I think secretly, deep, I think even secretly deep down, Jakara wants Brit to win too, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, there, there's something, it's not just the fact that we've interviewed her twice. Um, I think there's something about the fact that like, she really, I'm not going to say should, I don't think it's fair to say should have won, but she really had the best shot at winning in Pyeongchang. I mean, her and Andy Naughty, I mean, it, I, I said it for a reason in Pyeongchang, like it, it should have been a lock 
it's it's either Andy or Britt, and those are your top two. And the fact that it didn't happen for both of them, I mean, it, you know, she's still here four years later, uh, and it, it hasn't been the easiest last four years, but especially this season, she's finally starting to get back in the top 10 every once in a while. Uh, and I, I would love, to, I mean, really, I would love to see her pull off some type of upset. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see it happen. If, if I had to pull for one of the two, I would be pulling for Britt. I'm just saying this right now. She's going to win the gold because based on Colin's predictions. Oh, she's a lock for the gold. She will win the gold. This is a guaranteed gold. Fifth. This time around, no, no, she, she's got no chance of winning the gold. Gold medalist tomorrow night, Britt Cox. Uh, our first off the podium curse broken tomorrow night. Thanks to uh, thanks to Britt there. Um, Cooper in first place after his run. So good for Cooper. Uh, Cooper, Cooper Cronk. Uh, I want to see so- Benjamin Kavey, who's going right now, I, I they, they don't confirm it, but it's pretty clear. This, this man is dating Perrin Lafont. I'm saying it right now. So he's a lucky man, but um, he is not French. I mean, he he's another one of these, you know, transplanted in uh, because when the first time I, I went to go see the Mogos live, I'm like, oh, it's Benjamin Kavey. I'm going to go up and I asked to get his picture. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Right. Like he, I, I, I probably sound Australian there, but like, he's very British. And I took the picture and I'm like thinking for a second, I'm like, do I got the right guy here? Like this, this does not sound French at all. Um, distractingly tall in real life as well. I just want to point one thing. You want to talk about people not being from a place. I did. I was doing some um, research on the the men's hockey teams. Someone mentioned that uh, Team China, I think, has about only like seven players that were born in China. There's about five players on Team China who are not Chinese. They have no Chinese connections at all. And the rule is with the I the double IHF is to play for another country. You just have to live in that country and have played for their team for two years. So like a Canadian could come and like you could have in like Sidney Crosby and the gang could just be like, fuck it, let's just go win gold for Australia <laughs> and come and move to Australia for two years, play for like the Melbourne Mustang and then make Team Australia and make us really good um, and they're going to be considered Australian. So um, well, Sydney, if you're listening, I know you're a big fan. Um, just come on in, come do it. You, you know, don't no, forget about it's never going to happen with Sydney, but you, you know what's going to happen. I mean, NHL is going to be here in four years, but Eric Stahl is going to go and play in Australia for two hey. years before that. Like, doesn't it sell itself? Like Sydney Crosby coming, he wouldn't play for Melbourne, he'd play for the Sydney Bears. Like, come on, Sydney playing for Sydney. Like, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Even Jared's not in. Jared's on board with that. I don't even know if Jared knows who Sydney Crosby is, but <laughs> he doesn't. He's like, who the fuck's in? He's the, the, the Roger Federer of uh, current day NHL players. I don't want to say of all time, but, uh, you know, he's he's the man. Basically, I'm I'm correct in still acknowledging that he's a man or has Connor McDavid taken over, Colin? Uh, I mean, if you're looking at success over their career, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be Crosby. But if you're looking at current players and uh, their contributions, it would probably be Connor McDavid, not Connor McGregor, McDavid. (laughs) That's a fair comparison to Federer then. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared, Jared's on board. Um, so I think we might. If uh, who have we got? This guy. This is a Japanese guy. So if Akuma. he does, if he doesn't this beat is... Cooper, I think uh, Cooper will be through to the final. But Brody looks like he's going to be out. Well, so, Akuma, uh, uh, who Matata. I just saw finish, uh, he is what a like wonderful phrase. The best chance <laughs> at anybody potentially beating Kingsbury. Uh, am I? Am I? Still here? <laughs> Akuma Matata, what a wonderful phrase, Hiroshima, is um, a great skier. Um, oh, oh, now I get your joke. Okay. Uh, 
Landing well. Landing, Colin <laughs> loves the Lion King jokes. Do you want me to go back to the Nick Page joke? Oh, um, you know, wait, wait until I get to my commentary fails. There is a joke much worse than that. Uh, but, uh, Jared no, laughed at that. Come on, Jared, you found that funny. Yeah, I got it on the first try. And I mean, if a joke lands on the second try, it's still okay. Come on, Colin. Uh, I was going to say, Akuma Hiroshima Matata. or Matata, however you want to say it. Uh, he would have been considered the best chance at beating Kingsbury. So uh, I'm. It, it looks like he has a shot right now. I don't think he's going to beat Kingsbury, but you never know. Oh, can I can I please commentate on him in the final? No, uh- <laughs> Yo, you've got it. You've got Akuma. Uh, anyway, my, my next favorite, Wally Wahlberg's coming down the hill right now. Um, so <laughs> oh God, that, I just I should never be a commentator. There's a reason why I'm a research only. Um, I should mention, I, I really should be doing this at the top of the episode, and I keep getting to the top of the episode. Our day of celebration today, day one of the Olympics, is a big happy Colin Coates Day. Colin sort of gets a nod here. Uh, who, if people aren't aware who Colin Coates is, well, you should be. He's uh, Australia's most significant Winter Olympian, six time, six time Winter Olympian between 1968 and 1988. And until our bronze medal in Lillehammer, he actually had the record for the highest ever finish at an Olympic Winter Games for Australia. He was sixth in the 10,000 metres uh, back in 1976, uh, sorry. And uh, so good was he, or either so limited was our athletes going to the Winter Olympics, he carried the flag for Australia twice in the opening ceremony. <laughs> so, um I just think maybe we didn't have many athletes back in those days. So uh, are you overly familiar with Colin Coates, Joe? Because I feel like it's one of those names that I think people have probably heard of, but they probably wouldn't be able to tell you. And if they said he's a winter Olympian, I don't think many people guess that we've had a six-time speech. This is long track as well, of course. No, I hadn't heard of him. Um, And just imagine how many times he'd be carrying the flag now with dual flag bearers. Bloody oath. He'd he'd, he'd be be having sore arms all the time. But um, it's fascinating to think we got sixth in speed skating, um, long track, when uh, we we just don't ever really have any long track speed skating. So happy Colin Coates Day to everybody there. Colin, I don't know if you you did your homework and you've had COVID, you've been sick. Do you have any Canadians to celebrate or you just don't give a shit? I, I do. It's not one person, though. Um, oh well, you do. Oh, sorry, Colin. You prepared. I, I, I. Well, how rude of me. It is. It is an entire team. Oh, uh, you know, the first year that uh, hockey was in competition, nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, uh, it was a team that was selected. The Winnipeg Falcons, who actually oh. represented Canada, went on to win the gold. And uh, we talked about you know, the the blowout that the the women had. Uh, in the gold medal match against Sweden, they won 12 to one. And this was a team that was made up uh, almost exclusively of Finnish uh, immigrants who um, basically were discriminated against and not allowed to play anywhere else other than Winnipeg. Uh, and then the Winnipeg Falcons somehow go on to win the gold medal uh, for hockey in the first ever hockey in the Olympics. Which, and fun fact, of course, that was at the Summer Olympics too. That was uh, four years prior to the first ever Winter Olympics. So I don't know if people are aware that the first ever ice hockey tournament was at the Summer Olympics. So that that's a cool little fact though, Colin. I, I like that. Good job. Well done. Jared, who's your Emu Plains uh, <laughs> athlete of the, the, the celebratory day? Who's no, Jared Lubeck, have one. tennis you player know, yeah, from just, Brisbane. Just every day. Every day, yeah. Yeah. Every day in EMU planes is. Jared. I like that. That works. Um, quick update here. 
Uh, Wally Wahlberg went to first, so um, but Cooper has qualified. Actually, oof, I was about to say he hasn't qualified, but um, he has qualified. So we've got one Australian yeah. through. Wait, I just heard Ben say, so Cooper has qualified. No, wait, he hasn't qualified, but he has qualified. No, he has qualified. So, no, because I'm saying Has he, he or has he not? You okay. seem to be changing your opinion. It updated literally as I said he hasn't. But then I just got the scores for Daichi Hara, who is below Cooper. So, therefore, there are two left. And that means that Cooper Woods in fourth is through to the super final. Brody has is, been eliminated. So, yes, we officially is know. Is this that just we have me or is this kind of like Tanya Roberts dying? Uh, well. <laughs> Colin, too soon. Uh, she's going to wash up on a beach somewhere. Uh, Cooper Woods is through to the super final. Okay. The other man is a 50% Brody. chance of an Olympic medal. Brody's done. Brody, Brody's Brody will home. wash up on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Bro- Brody's, Brody's going home. All right. He's got his, he's got his <laughs> skis between his legs. He's going to call Dale and he's going to have a cry. All right. So uh, that's a bit mean. Brody didn't do anything wrong, but he tried his best. He's an Olympic. He's you're not, not. And he's not even the other guy. He's, he's, he's the guy. Well, he's the, the, the second. He's the middleman. Um, he's the guy in the bobsled that people know is there, but you don't really, well, you know, worry about. Not anymore. Now he's the man. <laughs> he's the man. Uh, so uh, Kasuki Sugimoto. Uh, I'm just going to call him Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Uh, he has just finished on my screen at least. And given my knowledge of moguls is that looked fast. I don't know if he did any better than Wally Wahlberg. So I'll wait to the <laughs> screen updates in front. I need my expert commentator. Colin. Um, just, we'll go over a couple of quick things here. Cause this is going to go into the super final very quickly and we'll commentate on it. Um, what did we watch today? Gentlemen, Jared, I'll start with you. Uh, like we've mentioned, I watched the curling. I caught a bit of the slope style, the women's skiathlon, um, a bit of the luge. Uh, I think that was about it. Awesome. Good to know. All right. Uh, Colin, uh, you've just woken up. Did you watch anything? I, you know, I, I, I wish I could have slept last night, uh, but maybe it was just the excitement of the moguls that I didn't get to bed till one in the morning and my alarm was set for 345. So um, I watched quite a bit. I watched slope style and uh, hockey curling uh, and then lots of moguls. Breaking news in the moguls. Uh, Mr. Can you feel the love tonight? He's not going through to the super final. Nick Page is in, everyone. Get oh. on board the Nick Page train. Um, not the skis, so, not the skis. So uh, the goat's about to go down. So it looks as though unless the goat fucks up, we're going to have uh, six different nations represented in the super final. So uh, I'm just going to try and not be distracted by the goat here. Yeah, try, try not to spoil it for me. I, I, I'm not spoiling it. I mean, there goes his limb falling down the hill, but uh, he didn't need that arm anyway. So... <laughs> That that's that's fine. He, he just he reminds me of Dale. I've just got Dale on the mind. It would be fitting for him to win the Daily Dale. No pressure on you there, Mikhail. Um, I mean, he's not my nominee right now because he's still competing. But um, I'm scared if we don't put him up that uh, Jared, you and I might be killed. Uh, so um, you know, hey, you say that, but like I, I said it during Tokyo. You know, I'm I'm not for doing multiple multiples for the same nation. And I'm almost afraid to put up a Canadian this early. I, I will. I'm going to spoil it now. My nominee actually is a Canadian today. So um, anyway, uh, don't want to ruin that one. Apparently um, I watched curling um, the opening ceremony replay. Cause 
I was working. I didn't really have much <laughs> of a choice. Um, I, I, I did too. You know, I, I'll just quickly say. Oh, um, yeah, your thoughts I, on the opening ceremony, actually, Colin? Yeah, well, I mean, you you stated most of my thoughts uh, <laughs> that I had uh, messaged you before. But uh, I will say watching the replay, I, I think it started a lot better than it finished. Uh, I, I think that opening segment with the 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 light up grass blades or whatever I was supposed to be. I mean, Casper was loving that on the replay. Uh, I thought that looked great, and and actually maybe the best moment, such a small thing, was the um, uh, when when you had the, the the soldiers carrying the flag and just marching in unison. Like it looked so perfect and so precise. I love that part. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it definitely went downhill from there, but, uh, on a replay, I think it, it improved a little bit. It, it, I'll, I'll, I'll equate it to the rise of Skywalker. You know, (laughs) once you know, you go into it knowing you're going to be disappointed, it's a little bit easier to take the disappointment. Just an update on the cauldron. Now, the reason why it was so (laughs) shit is that apparently this was China's message that we are sustainable now and we care about the environment. So we're going to have the mini flame. Now I call bullshit. It's not a mini flame. You literally just have a holder for the torch. Like, Jared, I don't know if you remember in Sydney when at the end of every day, like if you went to a live site, they would light like a mini little cauldron and just put the torch next to it. Fucking Queen's Batten at the Gold Coast, they literally had a little placeholder for it. That's literally what they had. But this is an Olympic opening ceremony and they're just going to sit it in a freaking holder. Um, bullshit, China. Like you just you spent too much money transforming the water cube into the ice cube. You went, fuck, we didn't build a cauldron. Uh, yeah, we'll just do this. <laughs> Does the outdoor one look any better? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it either. I don't know, Jared, have you seen it? No. No, no. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, crossing live to our correspondent in Beijing, um, Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Uh, how are you How are you doing there with that one? Um, this is the part where I um, uh, hand over to Colin, first of all, for the commentary fails of the day. Uh, CBC commentary fails. You had some brilliant ones yesterday through the um, that we read out on air. Do, do we have anything to top that? I feel like you you do. I, I, I well, it's not going to top it. Uh, it's more embarrassing than anything else. But I just want to add to the one yesterday. The 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 guy, I think it was Andrew Chang, who was uh, talking about my dad's from Trinidad and Tobago, and then went on to, almost died there. Um, I, I actually missed it. Jamie, when we were watching the replay, Jamie caught it, but uh, uh, before he after he says, "Yeah, I almost drowned." Uh, you hear some of the other commentators kind of start to giggle a little bit. And then uh, it's actually one of the other commentators says, I feel like we should talk about this later. And then that's when he says, yeah, maybe that's a story for another time. Like, is this awkward moment? I'm like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be bringing up death on the air here. Um, but there, there were two, when I was watching the slope style, one, I actually, I'm not going to call this commentary fail. It's, it's actually a commentary win, but it sounds like a fail. Um, so the, the, I don't, I don't know who the commentator was, but Craig McMorris, obviously the expert was correcting him. Uh, all the terms in snowboarding is kind of silly, you know? And uh, he pointed out, he's like, you know, so many of the terms in snowboarding have to do with food. And he started listing something, uh, some of them off. He's like stale fish and pretzel. And I had heard those before. And he goes, and chicken salad. And I'm like, oh, that's a commentary fail. There's no way, like, that's obviously a joke. But then I look it up and I'm like, Chicken salad is a real snowboarding term, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world to me. Um, Just on the topic of uh, snowboarding, this is not a fail in any way, but why are they allowed to call it uh, the style goofy? 
if you're riding with like the right foot first. Like it it's varies. basically regular and goofy. That yeah. wouldn't that be like saying, okay, are you right-handed or goofy-handed? There, there. I this has been something that I know. I've either watched something. It, it it has been explained before. Maybe it's something I can quickly Google. But um, I I know there is a reason why um behind it. Uh, but do I know off the top of my head? No, they just, I mean, just like everyone, they love the Goofy movie. Um, exactly. So, I'm Goofy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's now, not Goofy. But, um. The real fail, the real fail, which it's, it's one of these things where somebody made an attempt at a joke and I had to rewind. I'm like, I don't get why they're laughing. What is the point of this? Um, they were commenting on Finland's uniforms and like, it's such an unusual choice that orange jackets they have. And then the commentator goes, well, orange is the new Finland. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm a big fan of the show. And I realize he's making a reference to orange is the new black. But I'm like, that's not even a joke. Orange is the new Finland. Like that has to be the single worst joke I have ever heard told on air. And that's coming from someone on off the podium. So, um, yes. That's, uh- <laughs> and that's why I said Ben's. Ikuna Matata. Yeah, I was going to say, Ikuna Matata, the, that's an award-winning joke. Um, yeah, like, I'm just kidding. Yellow is the new Kazakhstan. I mean, that's not a joke. It's just terrible. Orange is the New Finland is the title of Jared Lubeck's new podcast coming summer 2023. <laughs> How's it going, Jared? The plan, no. the plan working well? The planning's going well. <laughs> yeah. I think you've got to get nominated for an Australian podcast. We'll probably win. Um, so I wonder what that's like. Um, by the way, vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards, everyone. Um, <laughs> sportspodcastawards.com. Um, I'm seeing here the goofy stance is one of the oldest terms. Apparently from surfing jargon, it describes a right foot forward surfing stance was coined from a Walt Disney film in the 50s in which Goofy surfed with his right foot forward. It is from Goofy. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Literally Goofy reference. I'm so glad that, like, I don't know, uh, Hitler didn't have a right foot stance or something. (laughs) How about you, the regular or the Hitler? Um, but before before I let you guys take over the the commentary fails, I just want to mention this. CBC just cut to... A 25% corner of the screen showing you that the uh, ski jumping is going on without actually showing any of the action and then cut to a recap of Canada versus Finland hockey. Well, I can give you some breaking news in two events featuring Canada. I'll get to the ski jumping in just a second. Breaking news in the first ever mixed team relay in the short track speed skating. Canada has just had their quarter final and they have finished second and they will go through to the semifinals. The Netherlands in that same quarter final have set an Olympic record, which funnily enough in a debut event is probably going to fall a few times. So, so far through to the semis, we've got China and Italy from quarter final, Netherlands and China. And in a third one, I think Hungary are the favorites in this uh, against Rock. Uh, Japan and USA. So Kazakhstan, France, Korea and Poland all eliminated. But Canada are through to the semi-finals, Colin. Congratulations. Uh, and the ski jumping has just finished. Um, Abby has finished in 23rd. Respectable for Abby there. Not last. Good for her. And um, very close to the top half. So well done for Abby there. I'm sure she'll be uh, happy with that one there. But the gold, uh, everyone was talking about Sarah Takanashi from Japan who I think's won everything in ski jumping except for an Olympic medal, or at least a gold medal. She's not going to win an Olympic medal this time. She's finished fourth. We've got gold to the great nation of Slovenia, everyone. Slovenia have got their Ooh. first gold. Ursa Bogatu has taken the uh, gold ahead of Germany's Katarina Altas and another medal for Slovenia, beating Canada, traditional rivals at the Winter Olympics, Slovenia and Canada, of course, uh, Nika Krizna 
has taken the bronze there. So that is in the women's ski jumping. But congratulations to Abby uh, getting 23rd there. So uh, doing well for off the podium right now. The, the, our ski jumping girls are doing well. Scott obviously got the highest place for 12th. But uh, Abby, doing well there, uh, doing better than Dean and Tarly. So, um, sorry, Dean. I feel that that's mean. That that that's uncalled for. Ben. They're never They're, coming back on the show now. No, they will. Uh, <laughs> they like. <laughs> I'm tight with his dad now. Like you know, me and me and Steve are mates. What are you talking about? Um, we're gonna get to the the final in just a second. Col- uh, Jared, sorry. Um, uh, commentary fails for you. No real commentary fails. I think to me, it's just the endless um, repetition of, of these interviews uh, with the athletes, um, which I'm already kind of getting sick of, as well as like the replays when there's live sport on. Um, but props to Channel 7 for their uh, montage of people, of athletes falling down to uh, to Tumbawamba's uh, I Get Knocked Down. Um, it has been a real highlight. <laughs> Of the uh, of the Winter oh, Olympics so far, almost as good as little kids falling over in the opening ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> Can you please send me a copy of that? I mean, legally, I can't comment on that, Colin. Um, <laughs> it's, I just can't. And just just on that, uh, my opinion, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Jared. I think Channel 7's coverage has been absolutely flawless. There's been mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it at all. It has been perfect, on point, clearly the best coverage I have ever seen on not just the Olympics, sport in general absolutely like just just give them the oscar i don't know if you can do that for tv but they they deserve it um we got other things to go but let's 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 shut up because nicholas page is on top of the hill who wants to take nick really Uh, yeah uh, (laughs) you two are obviously behind so i feel like you two have got more time to prepare if you want to wait for nick I, I, um, I, I was about to say a Toyota RAV is currently being advertised. <laughs> Jared, I don't know if you're seeing Mick Fanning he's, right now. He's, he's, <laughs> Nick, is, Nick is finally on top of the hill. Yeah, well, I'm seeing Mick Fanning for some reason on my screen. I mean, I think they've got the wrong Olympics here. Uh, not that, I mean, no, they've got the right. It's Channel 7. It's perfect. Of course, nothing is going wrong here by getting Mick Fanning. Um, who wants to take Nick then? Because I believe we're going to have Nick, Cooper, Ben, Hakuma Matata, Mikhail, and Walter. So I feel that Colin will want to do Mikhail. So you can have Benjamin and Mikhail. Um, and I want to have Akuma. So I guess I've got to do Nick then. But I'm going to be ahead of you guys. So... Does that make sense? I think you guys are really ahead of me because I'm watching a Sobeys commercial. <laughs> well, you can commentate on that if you want. Um, so, I mean, do you have any preferences, Jared, on who you call? Do you want to call Coop? Uh, I couldn't care less. All right. Like, sure. <laughs> um, you can do Coop and you can do um, uh, Walter. I'll mm-hmm. take Nick and Akuma. And Colin, you can take Ben and Mikhail. How does All that right. sound? All right, so sure. I'll, I'll, but I'm going to be ahead of you guys. I'm going to spoil Nick for you. So, or you um, can pause it and let us catch up. I, I can't pause it. It's live TV. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure. okay, Mister Fancy. You have those powers oh, now. Now, all right, okay, the only no, man watching nation. on traditional television. Look, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing Nick because Nick's already halfway down the fucking hill, so I've missed a chance. <laughs> I hope Nick's listening. This is going to be a happy white tangy day for him if Jaren's doing Nick. So, okay. Uh, not only is Zoe going to be winning gold, he's going to get some action apparently. Um, this is not, I really should have gone first because this is going to work because all of a sudden when it's my turn, I've gone down. Um, Nick's finished, by the way. So, it's about How to did start. he do? What Tell you, me, how did he do? He's in the gloves, the goggles. I haven't seen the score ready. yet. And he's off. 
Mogul, mogul, mogul. Into the first jump. Look at the angles and lines. You're welcome, Britt. Good jump. Oh, mogul, 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 mogul. Mogul, mogul, mogul. Tight knees. Mogul, mogul, mogul. Knees together. Patches looking good, looking good. Mogul, mogul, mogul. Keep going, Nick. Honestly, this middle section. Going slow. Mogul, 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 mogul. And finally, at the second jump, it is a Black Hawk down helicopter and over the line. Good job. Not going to get a medal. Uh, he's fallen over. The judges should take that into account, even though he was at the finish line. Um, he's happy for himself. All right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do Cooper. I'm pretty and close I, to you, Jared. I'm pretty close. I, I haven't seen his scores coming up right now, so we'll jump ahead right now. The score, he's flipping his ski up and he's catching it. He's pumped his old Nicholas Page here. Woo! Um, he's got a 78.90. Ooh, okay. That's uh, interesting for old Nicholas Page. But at the top of the hill... Staring down his chance at an Olympic medal, breathing in his best Dale Begg Smith. It is Australia's other skier. It is Cooper Woods Topolich. Adjust <laughs> the helmet, adjust the gloves, adjust the goggles. History awaits. He looks. He skis. Mogul, 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 mogul. Oh, bit of a style mistake there. Flips over the top. That's the Dale Begg special. Mogul, 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 mogul. There's his favourite mogul there. He's hit it perfectly. He's going into his favourite jump. He's looking a bit out of control here. I'm not sure about the style on this one, but he's going to go into the jump, gets the knees up. What's he going to do this one? Is he going to do the Black Hawk Down special? No, he does the Nicolas Cage special. Oh, he's doing a bit of a rival there. He crosses the line and he's pumped. Not quite as pumped as old Nicolas Page, but... Uh, he he looks he looks okay. I I I don't know about that one. Gotta say. All I gotta say is spoilers, Ben. Y- you're welcome. I mean, I don't know how you expect me not to spoil it if I'm commentating it. Um, but uh, <laughs> you do you, uh, Colin Hilding. Now he needs to get a seventy-eight point nine one to move into the gold medal place. But I'm not sure. I'm not feeling it. I don't think he's feeling it either. But I'm sure he'll be happy. The other skier would be happy with the top six finish here. And I think he's on for a top six finish. So we'll see if he can uh, maintain that. Look at the look at the flags on the knees there, the Southern Cross there. That's not Bogan. You can't say that's Bogan with the Southern Cross on there. Although I'm not sure about the, the fluoro green. Very uh, very iconic Australian colour there. And look at the, the beautiful style he does as he puts the arse over tit just over the head there. Crosses the skis across. Classic X position. Cooper's favourite. And we just await the scores. Colin and Jared ready to get spoiled here. And he has scored a 78.88. Oh, he goes into second. So Cooper, happy with that. He hugs and waves. And his family sitting on the couch. Look like they'd be rather watching Better Homes and Gardens. But uh, what a great show that is. Better Homes and Gardens. Friday nights <laughs> on Channel 7. Uh, Colin, over to you. Well, it'll be over to me in a few minutes when I get <laughs> Cooper's scores. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can help you out if you want. I mean, my, he's already half and down the hill again, then, but, uh, you know. All right. Well, let's just stall for time here. So uh, on the replay, Cooper, a 78.88 in second place. Uh, currently last, but also currently in silver. It's amazing how he can pull that off. Uh, and at the top of the hill, we have... Benjamin Kavay, there we go, finally. <laughs> uh, the most British Frenchman ever, the tallest Frenchman ever. And uh, this guy's really checking all Ben's boxes. He's French, he's British, 
He's dating Prin LaFont and he's off his first jump and his knees are a little bit wobbly, but how could they not be when you got Prin LaFont waiting for you at the bottom of the hill? And uh, I believe there's a little bit of cocaine in one of those hills because he's picking up speed really quick. And uh, second jump, he does the Saskatoon twisty berry. And uh, now he's at the bottom and he's either really upset or really excited. I can't tell, uh, but he's high-fiving. Uh, and there we go. Uh, we're waiting on scores now. Um, I'm amazed that my voice has held up this long. Uh, and what a replay. Look at that. Uh, you guys, Ben, you got to tell me, I mean, British and French, you have, you have an issue with him or are you a Benjamin Cafe fan? I mean, he's a beautiful man. I, I, I've not seen him without his goggles on. I couldn't tell you that. I mean, he doesn't have the chiseled jawlines of a Swedish curler, but I'm sure, <laughs> you know, if he can, if he can land, um, the, the what's the face and I'm sure he's probably a good guy, um, you know, but uh, we'll remove the British from him and just keep the French. But uh, I, I mean, I'm just want to say the weirdness of the fact that I've got the live timing in front of me, which puts the scores up before my TV screen and you guys are still watching fucking moguls from 2018. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this is interesting. Um, I just want to point yeah, out, I am sure wearing, right. I'm wear, wearing the Beijing gold here. Ready to hand it over to to Mikhail. So, um, have you got the score yet, Colin? We got the score seventy nine point four four. I have a good feeling he's going to be in the bronze position today. Right. Well, I'm going to miss out on commentating my Akuma Matata guy because he's already halfway down the hill for me. So, I think Jared, this might be yours. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I guess Colin, you probably want to do Mikhail. So maybe I'll do I'll do my man Wally. Um, so. Might have to cut you off at some point. Oh goodness mm-hmm. me, that's um. Yep. I I I don't I, I don't think Cooper's going to get a medal, but just saying. <laughs> oh. You ready to um, start? But again, I don't know anything about moguls. That's probably a shit run. Oh, sorry. Mogul, 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 mogul. Into the first jump. Oh, bit of a stutter. Oh, fireworks! Firework jump there. Another stutter. Oh, this is terrible. If this guy's not last, uh, there's no justice. Good mogling in this middle section, but top section ruined it completely. Um, mogul, 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 and oh, there's a shout out to the flimflam bin bid with that jump there, and over the line, twenty three point eight six seconds. Uh, Usain Bolt would not be proud of that effort. Wow, Colin. this is kind of devastating for him. Like, this is the guy who most frequently, probably the only guy who really ever beats Kingsbury. And yet two Olympics in a row, this has happened to him. I, I just love the fact that I already know the score. So just, um... <laughs> but he's so happy with, it. that's the thing I got to say, I, I, I did meet him once and you kind of expect Japanese skiers or Japanese, anybody to be very reserved. But I asked him like, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then I get my camera and I see him in the background. He's basically like, yeah, <laughs> like all excited. Great, great impersonation of uh, that's my Michael that's my thing. Akuma Hiroshima impression. Yeah, sounds like the beginning of a CSI episode. No, Jesus, David Caruso. Have you got the score yet? Jesus Christ, you guys are behind. <laughs> <laughs> Macau King is literally about to start. Yeah, what? he's winning. What? Oh no, these judges. I don't know what they're doing. What was that? It, like okay, sixty percent of the score. Oh man, no. Oh. All right, who's up? I uh, you are. You're doing Kingsbury. I'm, I mean, he's halfway down the hill. Oh, me, am I? So. All right, here yeah. we go. All right, the man of the hour, the man that COVID positive people all across the country have united for. 
this is Mikhail Kingsbury, uh, the Dale Big Smith of Canada, or the the second Dale Big Smith of Canada, um, the 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 Mikhail Kingsbury of Australia. Let's call him that. Uh, so he's getting ready to go. He's not listening to anything. He's listening to his keys and mogul, 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 mogul. And you better not screw this up. I'm not even going to try to be funny. Uh, this is what I got an hour and a half sleep for. Uh, <laughs> you're doing beautiful, Mikhail. Um, come on, go, go, go. Like move it, move it. His <laughs> knees are together. His knees are together. And he's got a second hill. Oh, we're going to have a gold. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, oh it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Colin needs a tissue. Oh. Wow. And more places than one. That was, that was incredible. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to take over you very shortly because Wally's gonna be taken up in a minute. Um, so oh, you you go for it. You tell me the score. I want to be score? spoiled here. You okay. Tell me. He's number Kyle one. Kingsbury. I'm like I'm gonna wait till it's up on my screen because I know the score. I can see it in the live timing. Score's about to come up now for Cal. He looks. He hugs the skis. He strokes the skis. What can he do for Colin? Does he need to get Colin a box of skis? Eighty-two point one. He's in the gold medal position. Yes! He's guaranteed at least a silver. Mikhail Kingsbury. Is it going to be his second gold or his second silver? What's he going to get? Third silver, right? No, second silver. Second. Second. So we got, is he had two golds? This will be his second gold. It'll be his second gold. All right. Okay. Right. Shut up. Wally's at the top hill now. He can, he's my man. Wally Wahlberg of Sweden. Can he get Sweden on the board? They've had a bit of a drought, these Olympics, Sweden, yet to get a medal. He looks. He thinks. Abber in the mind. He thinks about Swedish curlers. He pumps himself up one more time. He gets his favorite box from Ikea. And he's off. Wally, 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 Wally. Flips into the Mark Wahlberg special. Lands it beautifully now. Now he's into the Wally bits. The Wally, 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 Wally. Oh, he's got a bit of a stuff up there. The knee's bent. The knee's bent. Oh, no. Stockholm's going to go off here if he doesn't get the gold. He will be shot in the streets of Stockholm as he flips over into the Ikea meatball special. Oh, onto the knees there. He likes it. He crosses the line. Oh, he's pumped. He's pumped. I think he likes it. I don't know if I like it, though. I don't know if it's Sweden's time to shine here. I think Canada might have the gold. The eyes are telling me that he even thinks it's not his. Colin, how do you feel about that run? <laughs> <laughs> the, the tone of your voice? I don't know. Um, I, I just like the fact that I'm watching his run now, but... Uh, I, I very much focused on you. I, I felt like this is the, the old days before television where you had to get your Olympic results by radio. Okay, I've seen the score online. I don't know if I want to tell you the score online or I'm going to wait to the reaction until I see it live. Or do you, actually, I'm going to, I'm going just, to shut up and let you two me. watch. Do you want to see it? Okay, you want to know? fine, fine, fine. We're, we're going to watch. We're going to watch. This I, is the reveal I'm, here. I'm not saying a thing. I'm getting the live reaction here, people. I'm, I ain't saying it. I'm seeing his reaction Wally. now, and he's crying already. He hasn't even seen his score he's yet. He's crying. Ooh, spoiler, a man wins. Okay. Yes. Has he started on your screen yet? <laughs> no, I'm still watching uh, Wahlberg's uh, Mark replay here. And the Funky Bunch. Yeah. yeah wait, he's, he's, got, he's got good vibrations, though. So, wait, you've seen the run and you've seen the replay, or you haven't seen the score? It's still in the middle of the replay. Oh, so is you've it seen for you, Jared? Yeah, the score's about to come up. Okay, so you've seen yeah, the run. He's, he's, okay. he's waiting. Yeah. He's waiting. I'm getting the reaction here. You ready? 
Oh, wow. <laughs> That's very subdued, Colin. Um, well, oh, wow. Well, no, no, no. Like, like I've, I've said it to you a million times before. If, if my favorite gets beaten, I'm happy. You know, I'm, I'm happy for whoever could beat my favorite. Like, I'm, I would love for Kingsbury have to have done this. He's still the first three-time medalist ever. But, like, wow, like, Wahlberg, he, he sort of slowly crept up over the last year or two. But... This is crazy for him. I'm we should, mention, right now, we should is, mention that he won, by the way, people. Yeah. Wahlberg won. He got oh, an 83.23. I mean, my reaction didn't yes. give it away. Yes. <laughs> Wahlberg wins. Um, he's my uh, he's my daily deal. Uh, I'm saying Oh, wow. Guy, okay. You've gone, you've gone to that one. beat the goat. Jeez. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I was going to put up your speed skater, but I don't know if I can even argue with that. I think that might be unanimous. That's, that's a valid point. He beat the goat, you know. Now we've got I two said, Swedens in a row. We're going to have to take them off the board soon. Hey, good for sw- uh, well. That's very true, actually. Hang on a minute, we, we, we're breaking our rule, Colin. No, this is not. The- we, oh, you're always putting Swedish people up. No, well, no, no. Hold on. If you if you remember back in Tokyo, I said if we're going to award it to, I think if we're going to award it to a, a country a second time, it should be a unanimous opinion. So, I'm, this isn't decided. I'm saying my opinion is we give it to Wahlberg, but. We should still hear some opinions. We should have some honorable mentions, anyways. I look, I, I agree, but like my my thing is, I don't know if you heard me say it yesterday in the show, is that I I would wouldn't mind trying to cover each of the sports because there's only 15 sports, so I feel we could actually do that. Uh, and the countries don't bother me as much as it does with some people. Like for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe when we get to 25 percent for one country, it'll start to bother you. <laughs> I I, I want to put up a Danish ice hockey player. Are we getting the great story of Denmark at these Olympics for the first time? They've qualified an ice hockey team, and they did it in both the men and the women. So like, come on, Team Denmark in the men and women. Um, I I would just say I was going to yeah your your um your speed skater who clearly I am so enamored with because I remember her name um <laughs> v- vitamin vitamin eat your vitamins Weedman. and vitamins vitamin vitamin um because you know Canada's first medal I thought you know that's pretty good and she she loved life um so for her and the other uh, potential that I had. Uh, was in the cross-country skiing, uh, the bronze medalist, Teresa Stadlober from Austria, apparently was not even uh, regarded as a chance of a medal, and she nearly got the silver. She narrowly uh, got beaten by the rock, con- rock contestant this week on The Price is Right. Um, but uh, And she was loving life. She was, she was loving everything out there as well. So... Uh, they were my potential nominees. I was I was thinking of putting Zoe up there, but I mean, come on, it's a day early. Don't want to jump the gun. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but look, I, I'm I'm happy to agree with Wally. I don't know what what Jared's thoughts are. See, I see your first place Swede, and I raise you a last place German. Oh. In uh, in uh, Claudia Pechstein, her eighth oh, Winter Olympics, forty nine years old. Uh, just just a cool twenty seconds behind the the winner of the the event in the Claudia. women's three thousand meters. Oh no! So, can, can somebody I'm fill torn. me in on this? She's an eight-time Olympian. She's won nine medals over her career. So she's it's kind of like um what's her name, the Kazakhstanian gymnast who's like been to eighty-seven different Olympics and is like twenty thousand oh. years old. But no, Claudia, she's um she's a legend, and like she's it's you know I know that um what's her name Oksana, isn't it from from the gymnastics? So she's won I think like a bronze mm-hmm. and a silver. So she's won medals, but she's more of a journeywoman. Cla- Claudia's she is a goat. Like she's one of the most decorated uh, Winter Olympians of all time, but I didn't realize she was twenty. Like I saw half of her race, but oh, I'm swayed there because like you know what, that, I'm, I, yeah, 
I was going to say, I, I was prepared to come into today and tomorrow and say, I want to remove myself from putting anybody up just because, well, remove myself from putting up any mogul skiers because it's, 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 it's obviously given, it would be like, you know, if, if formula one becomes an Olympic sport, well, Ben's going to put up formula one, no matter what, but uh, well. I actually really like Jared's choice. And I, I think that I, I like the daily Dale or the athlete of the day, whatever, you know, being more than just the winners, but uh, I mean, incredible for Wahlberg that he dethroned the goat uh, over here. They're calling Kingsbury the possibly the most accomplished winter Olympian of all time. Uh, but really, I, I think the fact that just to be there for eight Olympics is incredible. And then you add to that. Uh, there's something about coming in last place that almost makes that a better story. I'm so I'm sorry because it's like like can we just back up? So Canada is saying that a guy who's won three medals is the most accomplished Winter Olympian of all time. Sorry, Marit Bjorgen, fifteen no, 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 time winter, winter Olympian. I should have corrected myself. Winter athlete because we're talking hundred and one World Cup podiums right in okay. hundred and twenty, okay. and I think the next closest is half of that. Okay, no, all right, I I I, I accept your correction. Apparently, I wasn't going to anyway. I don't know. Um. Yeah, like I, 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 I'm, I like this Claudia one because yeah, yeah, good, well done, Claudia. Um, that, that's, that's. I'm actually, I'm legitimately sad that she was like 20 seconds off the pace. Like, you, you don't want to see like a 40 year old be 20 because then you're like, oh, why is she at the Olympics? But um, yeah, well, good for her. I mean, in all fairness, I'm looking here. She was only four seconds off 19th. So I mean, come on, Mia Kilberg of the USA. I mean, how old are you? You're only beating a 40 year old by four <laughs> seconds. Pick your game up, love. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Hello to uh, Mia Kilberg. We'll probably get her on the show after these Olympics. So uh, unanimous then for Claudia. All right. Yeah. Is she our first German? I believe she might be our first German. Yeah, cool. We'll go with yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the first in these games at least. Sure. I don't think. Did we have a summer German? Jared, you're, you're on top of this. You're, you're our uh, athlete of the day uh, researcher. I don't think so. Yeah, well, sorry. Germans like... winning medals at the Summer Olympics. Does that happen? Wait, hang on. Didn't we have yeah. um, what's his face win the the um, who beat Nadal? Uh, not Nadal. Jok- uh, Djokovic. Oh, Zverev. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I think Zverev. he was. He was at yeah. least. He, I think his name was at least out there. Yeah, I think we picked him. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Anyway, right. Cool. Great. Congratulations, Claudia Petstein. The daily. I mean, it would have been kind of poignant to give a mogul skier a daily. Like. Jakara tomorrow. No, okay, no, bugger it. Brit tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, but she's Australian. We can't do it. We can't do it. It's Australian. Oh, I haven't had an Australian yet. I, I, <laughs> two days. Wow, two days in a row, Jared. Um, I, can't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to blow my load. Like, no, no, like, disrespect if Jakara wins a goal because it's a bit of a drought breaker. But, like, at the same time, like, if, you know, all of a sudden, bobsled Bree gets it. Like we can't not give it to Bree or like Laura, like because that's the off the podium curse as well. Like and see that that's the dilemma I was having with even Kingsbury. But but I, I'm I, I I'm gonna kind of preview tomorrow for a second here, just so we can get off of moguls here. Uh, I'm you're getting not, off of moguls. You, you yes. Oh boy, will I ever. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not expecting a goal from Jakara, although I think that she could pull off an upset. Uh, I think that. Perrin is easily the favorite. She is the female equivalent to Kingsbury over the last four years. I don't think that there's been a stretch of any female mogul skier being as dominant as she is. It's pretty rare. She has lost. Um, And I think she'll No, I I guarantee she'll become the first uh, woman to ever win back-to-back golds in the sport. 
Uh, a woman, yeah. Uh, the other potentials, I mean, Jakar, I think, is in there. And then uh, the Japanese, uh, teenage Japanese one, uh, Anri Kawamura. Um, if anybody has a, a shot at pulling off an upset, I think she could be our Wally Wahlberg. Like, it would be insane to have a 17-year-old win the gold medal. But if she's if she's not winning gold this Olympics, she's winning gold in the next Olympics. But I think those are the three to watch for tomorrow. It'll be it'll be cool if if one of the deferral points gets in there or Brit. Uh, but I don't see that happening. I think it's it's those three are the three to watch. I just appreciate that we now have a new phrase. Uh, she could be the next Wally Wahlberg. Um, yes. So. <laughs> 26, uh, 2026 in Milan, we will have the Daily Wally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, coming coming soon to uh, off the podium. Um, just a few other updates quickly uh, going through here. The semis are star. Hungary made it through, uh, and I believe Rock made it through uh, in the third quarter. Um, the first semi-final is done. Uh, in fourth place, the Netherlands through to final B. In third place, Kazakhstan, the esteemed nation of speed skaters, uh, through to qualifying final B in third place. In second, Italy through to the A final. And in first, Canada are through to the final of the mixed team so, relay. You have a one in four chance. You have a 75% chance of another medal coming tonight, Colin. So tell me go. why I'm watching the fifth end of Canada, us mixed doubles when I could be watching speed skating right now. CBC fail. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, got- I'm, I'm, I'm switching. I'm <laughs> get on to Devin. Come on, Devin. What's going on, mate? Like <laughs> Jesus, get some better researchers. Like here in channel seven, we're on point. Like we are just, we are on, we are on track. We are doing well. Basil's on TV now, like Basil and Georgie, you know, like, look at this. It's a good night when Basil's on TV, right? Jared. Oh, absolutely. God, get on, get on the, what a beautiful man Basil is. Seriously. Like I'm, I'm sad he's not here in Melbourne with me at the moment. Uh, but all right. Um, speaking of channel seven, actually one thing uh, before we look ahead to tomorrow, uh, special little moment. I want to want to go to here. Um, I guess the, the privileges that I have of, of being here and, and working uh, with channel seven is I get access to Channel 7 personalities. And I'm going to play a clip right now of a little chat I had today with a best friend of Off the Podium, the one, the only Miss Joanna Griggs. Catch her tomorrow on Channel 7 from 10 a.m. I know what time I'm going into work tomorrow. Uh, So (laughs) um, I uh, recorded a little clip with uh, Joanna Griggs today, and this is what joe had to say very excited today to be able to welcome back a guest to the show who uh we're excited to be joining us a few times throughout the olympics here on day one of the beijing olympics she's hosting her eighth olympics eighth olympics her third winter and of course uh set a record back 20 years ago in salt lake city as the first ever female to host an olympics coverage in australia it's one the only solo solo solo. (laughs) joanna griggs joanna welcome back to off the podium oh thanks man what a wonderful way to make me feel really old in a yes. heartbeat. <laughs> I wanted to do that straight away. I'm like, 20 years ago, uh, I actually was telling Stab you... Stab me in the heart. Yeah, <laughs> I was telling you recently that um, I was looking at some of that footage <laughs> because when we had Apollo Ono on, I went back to watch the footage of the Seven coverage 
and I saw some lovely shots of them just, I think you were in a river at one point or something like that, and just <laughs> everywhere they seem to put you in Salt Lake. It's like, look look where we are. We're in a river now all of a sudden. So the weird thing about that is they had a philosophy back then that it didn't actually matter um, that we were doing the Winter Olympics because at that stage we didn't have a huge amount of athletes that we were really going to be able to bank the coverage on. So they were like, let's just go to a really beautiful location. So everyone else would be working like demons and working on all their sets, and we would just be trying to find extraordinary, beautiful backdrops in the hope that even if they didn't want to listen to me, they could just enjoy what was actually on their TV screens. Um, and some of the places that we went to were amazing. I mean, we, we were off the sides of mountains. We were, that one that you're talking about, the river, we were literally in the middle of the river in the sense that there was like one rock that was standing out and they're like, could you actually get over there to that rock and make, would you reckon you wouldn't fall off that? I'm like, why? And they're like, because it's just the perfect framing. So it was really fun, but uh, it's pretty ludicrous some of the things that we actually did to get the shots. And now you get to stand in front of a, a mega wall and, and, and walk along. <laughs> with it. I mean, are you excited to return to a Winter Olympics? Because you haven't done one, I think, since Turin, have you not? Yeah, correct. Um, look, I, I actually love the Winter Olympics, just because we're, we're so familiar with so many of the summer athletes that you, when you're pre- prepping for them, it's still great fun, and you still get to know all the athletes and get their profiles and information, but you do sometimes go, oh, okay, here we go again, this is this person, very familiar, there's nothing, doesn't feel like it's new. Whereas you always feel like the, the winter athletes, there's just so many of them that the broader population hasn't actually heard about and I think that's part of the magic of it I mean you add in the excitement and the thrill and the speed and the danger you know that most events actually have then the new stories and and you know dreams that they're chasing and the fact that I think there's a you know a bit of a conception that it's a, a rich person's Olympic game it's, it really isn't once you actually hear the athlete stories and realize you know half of them are working two and three jobs and you know they have had this extra layer of COVID in the last couple of years and what a slog it's been to actually make their dreams come true it just becomes really engaging interesting viewing and obviously speaking of engaging interesting viewing you me everyone in this country is hooked on curling right now <laughs> i mean we're recording this we've just sadly seen them kind of get spanked by uh, norway tender force but uh, i'm calling it italy uh it's going to be the win but i mean are <laughs> oh, you geez, that's a I, cool. i've jinxed it well people are listening to this right now going ban they lost 20 nothing like what the hell are you talking about but <laughs> was this something that you expected to be so enthralling that and not only yourself but all of Australia would be getting behind curling all of a sudden? Well, do you know what? I've always actually enjoyed the curling at the Winter Olympics, but I think it, it goes to a different level when you have your own team to get parochial about. And I was actually talking to a lady on Instagram the other day, and she's Canadian, and she was saying she just lives for it, you know, and she cannot believe that this time around it's getting so much airtime because it's something that she's grown up with. We haven't grown up with curling. Like, it's it's been so wonderful to watch people embrace it. And, you know, everyone becomes an expert after five minutes, and, <laughs> you know, look at us. We, we all are every day, you know. Yeah. Take that shot. Come on, that's easy. Let's fess up. You and I are going to a come and try me curling night. Yes. So, I mean, we, we are so convinced that, that it is, is so amazing to, to, to watch and we think we could possibly play it. I, I have a feeling, I mean, it's probably lucky that we're recording this now because yeah. we oh, we'll, we'll do so. I think we should do one before and after we do it on Monday night. So we can be like, oh, look at us. We'll be in, we'll be in Milan. Oh, fuck that shit. Like, no way. I'll probably still be stuck like in the lunge position and unable to actually get up. I was saying, am I going to get you into trouble on Tuesday when you're air, when you're just like, oh, I can't do the walk around the mega wall, put the desk in. It's like, why? Ben made me do curly. Like, Ben, get out, you're fired. I actually was concerned when Josh Kay, who's another uh, amazing member of a research team that you know, who said that he tried it and he couldn't walk for three days. So I'm thinking like the danger of me possibly falling, breaking a wrist. But then I think I might not actually be doing anything at any 
you know, pace that's mm. enough to actually damage myself. But we will find we'll out. We'll see, we'll see. I mean, I nearly got hit you uh, by a car the other day. So I'm <laughs> doing... I'm, I'm feeling like there's a theme. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hidden agenda. It's all those years of me uh, being negative against Channel 7, secretly so I can infiltrate <laughs> and then just get the host and talent killed off. Make basically. a change from within. Exactly. Be exactly. Change, Thanks, Channel 9, for paying me all that money, by the way. Um, <laughs> the, you, you mentioned, well, we talked about you haven't been uh, doing a winter yeah. game since Turin. Yeah. Last time that was, of course, when a certain Dale Begg-Smith won yeah. a gold in the moguls. You know, I had to bring it up. We're obviously looking good in the women's moguls with yeah. Jakara. Yeah. Are you a good omen, Joe? Is this, is this you? Like, <laughs> oh, you think I'm like, like you're, you're the one who gets us gold in the moguls. Again, you're hosting the coverage back in Turin, gold in the wow. moguls. Now you're hey. back to hosting. If Jakara wins, it's you. You're the good luck charm for the uh, moguls. Look, I'm happy to claim that. I don't really think that if there are people that wanted to put some um, finances into some kind of research <laughs> to, to actually quantify that, that we'd go that far with it. But I'm happy to claim it. And um, I'm almost certain that I could beat your house on it, that if Jakara does win, there's probably going to be uh, an interview that has more words said in it than the one that I did back in Tarun. Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe she just idolises Dale so much that it's just an Aussie gold thing, just like, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we still don't know where Dale is. We still haven't found him. I don't, don't think we've found where he's at. No, but I do like your homage to him. Yeah, Daily Dale. Daily Dale. Who's your, I mean, look, we're, again, recording this, at, we've just watched some curling and a bit of slope style. Uh, yeah. We don't really have a Daily Dale right now. But I mean, what was your thoughts on day zero? Zero Daily Dale, uh, Mr. Erickson, the very attractive Swedish curler. Who yeah, just... he was actually pretty amazing. He was, yeah. he was I, even I had friends who have never watched a game of curling in their life sending me things that he's the boss, he's the king, he's yep. the man. So, yeah, I think he definitely, he deserves it for day zero. Day one, it might be a bit early. There's quite a yeah. few sports starting a bit later today. I mean, we're, we're, yep. we're chatting, you know, in the middle of the day, yep. or middle of the afternoon, I should say. And as we know, like, you know, the first medal events will be happening this evening. So yep. uh, I think we could see something spectacular. Someone in cross Country, we're yeah, cross country. Ski jumping girls tonight, or something I like that. I reckon ski you know? jumping girls because oh. also they've only really got that one event, and then yep. it becomes all about the men. So um, you know, you could have you know, Sarah Takanashi from Japan, yep. who's won what um, you know pretty much everything. She's had sixty-one World Cup podiums, and which is more than any other man or woman. Uh, and I think yeah, she might actually be able to do the one thing that that Japanese um, jumping in the women's is missing: the gold medal, and of course, keeping out for our. Uh, Former guests on this show, Ali Ludit and Abby mm. Strait from Canada. Just before yeah, we let you go. I love that, that half of the people that you've spoken to over the last few years are all it's, featuring. Well, it's actually the, the interesting thing is, is that we literally have guests on every single day competing. Yeah. Whereas in Tokyo, we had some blank days. But yeah, we've got 25 people, 24 Olympians, one Paralympian. Um, and we're, we're trying to break the curse. We've never had a gold medalist. Yeah. We've had silver and bronzes. And generally, Colin is the one who's interviewed them. I've Sorry, I'm, the just, I'm, I'm distracted. All right. But this is your, your transition. Transport that's arrived no, at I'm top just, of the sky. Lights of paparazzi, they never leave you alone here. It's, it's just, oh god, here they are. Snip snap, you know. I remember what you said on air this morning. That's news.com.au trying to hunt that down. Um, the it's 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 so exciting to be able to be here, to be able to see all this in person and kind of and watch it and what a revelation time. you've been though for us. I mean I love I love working with you, but also day, uh, it's day one. It's know. day it's not for us it's like day day eight. Um, I'm glad that it still feels like day one for you. But um I mean how how fantastic is that? 
be a guest on on your podcast and realise that I would love to be able to remember what you've forgotten in terms of Winter Olympic history, in terms of Olympic history, and and now here you are working, and I'm sure that you will be at Channel Seven long after I am. Uh, I move on. Well, again, it's all hidden agendas, basically. <laughs> it's it's a to infiltrate and b meet Bruce. Uh, so um, you know that's that's all I'm doing. Joe, I'm sure we'll talk to you uh, at some point uh, throughout the games, uh, be it at the curling or elsewhere. But oh, you um, mean in your official capacity? Because we're probably going to talk to each other as we walk back to our Are we? Oh, I thought we were just going to go back to <laughs> pretending to hate each other. That's awkward. Uh, Joe, thank you, and uh, bring on uh, bring on the rest of the Olympics. Beautiful. Thanks, man. <laughs> Everyone laugh. Come on. Ah-ha. Um, I, I, I just was we're not being rude. We literally have not heard this clip yet, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> Do you, do you actually, like, this is a, a clearly an on-air meeting right now. Do you want me to send you the clip each day so you know what she says? <laughs> sure. Because, honestly, I thought about this. As soon as you did the ah-ha-ha, ha, I'm like, she probably said something really funny and she thinks me and Jared are huge dicks right now. <laughs> uh, oh, I, Joe, you're such a scream. Oh, what a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will clarify, we did talk on the way back to the hotel, by the way. We didn't just snob each other. So, um, the snob, that was snob. That was the word. You, you wet each other? <laughs> Not snog, snob. Um, How did you get this job, Ben? News.com.au, stop listening. Don't make that your headline tomorrow. You're um, supposed to save that for Bradbury. Come on. Oh, I haven't met him yet. I haven't seen him yet. Uh, I've met a few of our other winter. You know, I just say that also the great thing is, is that we're going to have some good guests on after this because like, we're getting pretty much all of our expert commentary team coming in off the podium. Uh, so uh, if, you, if you're listening to the Alpine Skiing tomorrow and you're hearing Jono Brower, well, look forward to his interview coming soon on off the podium. He's a, he's a great guy and I'm looking forward to bringing him on the show. Um, but seriously, it's a lot of fun with Joe and uh, we'll get Joe on again during the Olympics, but also we'll get some other people on as well. Uh, some of the research team uh, are fun to chat with so we'll get some of them on the show and just uh clearly just me doing all the legwork you two just sit back just have covid colin it's fine jared you know watch your tennis um it's it's all good i'll do all the work um tomorrow we have seven medals being decided uh which of course is exciting um the medals being decided tomorrow uh first alpine skiing on tomorrow we've got the men's downhill which now is just a it's a one run thing it's there's no two runs there's no qualifying into a final i think it's just boom final you're into it you're done uh the men's skiathlon is tomorrow the women's moguls is on tomorrow of course as we've mentioned the finals of the men's singles in the luge <laughs> of the men's singles in the tennis uh it's, it's on tomorrow jared you're excited <laughs> come on rafa for number 22 uh the men's normal hill individual in the ski jumping we've got the women's women's slope style of course in the snowboarding and the men's 5,000 meters in the speed skating um i look there's no again it's winter olympics there's no dud events um all great ones. Obviously, the downhill, uh, you know, the Blue Ribbon event of the Olympics, uh, which is always fun to watch. No Aussies in that one. I know there's a few Canadians in that one, Colin. Um, Skiathlon, we love the cross country, of course. Got a couple of Aussies in that one. The Moguls is obviously what we're all going to be focusing on from our perspective. Uh, luge, uh, ski, I mean, nothing bad. Like, potentially two medals tomorrow, Jared, for Australia. Um, we've never won two medals in a day at a Winter Olympics before. So, uh could be the first. And there's another day during these Olympics. We've got uh, the monobob and the aerials are on the same day as well. So, uh, Jared, what do you – I mean, it's probably an obvious question really when you talk about two potential medals for Australia tomorrow. But uh, is that simple, the slope style and the uh, the moguls for, for your perspective? You're counting out a, a medal in the luge? Uh, yeah. I thought that would have been a lock. 
Uh, well, I mean, again, if he wasn't off the podium, uh, absolutely. But I mean, nineteenth bit of work to do there from uh, from Alex. Uh, pick your game up. Eat your eat your wheat bix tonight. He might be in with a shot. I don't know. Nah, yeah, looking forward to the uh, to, to the snowboard slope style and obviously the moguls. I feel like oh, there's going to be so much hype. The moguls is going to be tough to watch, but um, I reckon we can pull it off. Yeah, I, yeah this is the, and it's and this isn't me taking shots at any broadcasters. I think it's just Australia in general. And like I always, I've always said, I feel the winter Olympics maybe get a bit more pressure on them because there's less of them. So like we, I feel hang more hopes on them. So, but I think both Tess and Jakara have been so chilled. Like it's just, you can't tell a damn thing if it's getting to them at all. But um, yeah, look, and this is the beauty of the winter Olympics. As we know, um, gold would be nice, but I think as Australians we'll be satisfied with any color of a medal. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Colin, for, for you, is it, again, moguls. Uh, your last day of moguls, Colin. Are you feeling sad? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go back and start re-watching stuff from uh, Pyeongchang when it's over. So I'm sure I'll be <laughs> able to tide myself over. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can't believe I'm spending my my only weekend off with COVID waking up at four in the morning, but uh, I'm happy to do it. Good, good for you. And uh, yeah, we get it, Colin. You get, you've got COVID. Get over it, mate. Like, seriously, like, come on. <laughs> Everyone's got COVID. I think Jared and I have caught COVID by now when it comes to that. Um, just quickly before I give my opinion, because people care, uh, Hungary and the USA are through to the final of the mixed relay. So the final will be between Canada, Italy, Hungary, and the USA. I've got to say, Hungary, stop getting greedy in the short track. Like, seriously, you, you did it four years ago. Um, one gold's enough, okay? Like, just, just, just calm your farm, okay? Um, I am going to call it gold for Canada. You're going to get a gold, silver, and a bronze today, I think, Colin. But uh, I think we're just going to end this in just a moment before we get there. Um, one, I, I'm excited for all of them tomorrow. I, I love all of the events that are happening. But one to keep an eye on uh, in the 5,000 metres in the speed skating, uh, if you remember our interview we had with Chad Hedrick, we talked about a certain Dutch skater by the name of Sven Kramer, uh, one of the greats. Um, the last time he got beaten in the 5,000 metres was in Turin by Mr. Chad Hedrick. And if he wins... Tomorrow, Sven, Sven, <laughs> what a name. Um, <laughs> that's his real name, people. I'm not just being racist here. Um, <laughs> apparently, because Sven is a racist, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> it's after midnight, people. I've had a long day. Uh, if he wins that event, he will be the first Winter Olympian to ever win the same event four consecutive Olympics. And if he medals, he will be the only the third Winter Olympian to win a medal in the same event in five consecutive Olympics. So uh, are we all on Team Sven tomorrow? I'm on Team Sven. The guy, the oh, guy yeah. is awesome. What a man. Yes. yes. We're all pumped. We're all pumped for Sven. <laughs> we're all pumped for Sven. And Jared's nodding. <laughs> we're all pumped for Sven. Colin Hilding's new podcast coming in 2025. <laughs> Joining Orange is a New Finland on the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> um, metal tally update because uh, I didn't give one of these before uh, with um, one event to go, two events to go, one event to go. I, I know how things are happening right now. Um, Norway are winning. What, what was our prediction? 80 gold, I think. So um, slow start for Norway. Uh, two gold, zero silver, zero bronze. Oh, geez, they're disappointing in the silver count, Norway, these Olympics. Pick your game up. Uh, two medals. The great winter nation of Slovenia, ladies and gentlemen, are in second. Uh, call the Olympics off right now. Uh, Slovenia are happy. A gold and a bronze. The Netherlands, a gold. Sweden, a gold. Canada, you're doing all right. Silver and a bronze. Satisfying day for Canada. 
Uh, Rock on debut, doing great. Silver and bronze. Uh, I see. I can go through them individually because there's not many in the winters. France is silver. Germany is silver. Italy is silver. Japan are bronze, and Austria are bronze. Australia sitting pretty right now on equal twelfth with zero gold, <laughs> zero silver, zero bronze. And uh, just an update on Saudi Arabia. They're also in twelfth. Zero gold, zero silver. Zero bronze. They'd be disappointed with that. They're expecting a little bit more in their debut Olympics, just like Rock, you know. So, uh, yeah, pick your, pick your game up, Saudi Arabia. Um, Jared, thank you for joining us. Not quite uh, a 3 a.m. finish today, only a 12.18 finish for us. So I didn't think we'd even started this time last night. So that's a win, I think, for us. So uh, thank you yeah. very much, Jared. And great. Can I say clap? You, you won the Moguls commentary tonight. So good job. Well done. You know, it's my speciality, so um, I'll take it. You've got 24 hours to get even better for, for your last time before another four years away. And Colin, the only person I've ever spoken to with COVID, and you came on here and you talked, um, and you survived, I think. I don't know. Are you dead? Uh, it's like Jama- uh, Jamaican Bob said, hey, Sanka, you're dead? Like, no, man, i got to finish the race. Yeah, and, and send me your new address so I could send the, the winter care package, the clinic. I thought you were about to say send me nudes. Balls. You're like, send me. <laughs> if like, you wish, but. I mean, look, hey, what, I mean, I'm no Swedish curler. Um, <laughs> but uh, just just saying uh, with that one. Um, just quickly as well, uh, before I go, Alex Falazzo has had his second run, uh, currently sitting in 12th place, but there have only been 14 uh, losers going down. So. Uh, <laughs> Doing well. Uh, come on, Alex. Uh, the off-the-podium curse. Uh, vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards, sportpodcastawards.com. We're up for one. Uh, Jared, again, daily check-in with you, Jared. How many did you put in today? Uh, four times at least. Good. Colin, you, you've been voting pretty crazy? No, but I will now that you reminded me. Good. I, I, I look forward to it. Um, social media, search off the podium. If you're wondering why we're a little bit slow on posting Canadian medals and other things like that, well, the person who posts things on social media has a job now. So it <laughs> 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 uh, might be a little bit delayed, but uh, they, they will be put up there as well. So yes, off the podium on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe on all the good podcast channels and the bad ones as well. Search for off the podium. Leave some feedback. We'd love to hear what you think and uh, we appreciate your support thank you for tuning in we'll be back for day two day two tomorrow special shout out to jason momoa hakuna matata what a wonderful phrase and go left What an episode. You loved every single second of it. It's Ben again just quickly reminding you once again if you want to help us win a Sports Podcast Award, sportspodcastawards.com, register to vote, click on Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast section, listen to the other nominees and then go, hey, Off the Podium's awesome. They're so good. They put in so much work and so much effort and we just love them and they deserve to go on the podium for once. Ben's awesome. Jared's awesome. Colin's okay, but he's also kind of awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And particularly if you've actually listened to the rest of this and ended up here, because generally I assume you've well and truly tuned out by now. But seriously, if you're at this point of the podcast, 
then you're a true listener. And that means that you're a true fan and you should vote for us. Sportspodcastawards.com. Do it now. We will thank you forever. Literally ever. Like every episode moving forward, we will thank you forever. Sportspodcastawards.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on Off the Podium. I'm really going to go now. Bye.